Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. like Elvis, um, but it ain't Elvis, and you, be careful, because there's a guy called Jimmy Ellis, a.k.a. Orion, um, and once you know that, and once you have access to YouTube, you can fall down the Orion rabbit hole, because he's on there singing loads of Elvis songs, um, but also sing, I mean, there's a brilliant version of Crazy Little Thing called Love by Queen, which we might play a bit later on. Now, 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 let me explain why we're talking about this, because ages and ages ago, remember, I think it was when we were watching, we were talking about the film Kung Fu Elliot, and I was looking for recommendations, um, have you seen Kung Fu Elliot, by the way? I haven't. Okay, no. we, that, it's a treat. Um, uh, we, I was looking for recommendations for films, and someone suggested the film Orion, and I googled it, and it looked right up my street, and I think my sister then went and watched it and got in first, and I hadn't seen it, I hadn't seen it until recently, and then last week, it'll all make sense in a minute, we were taught, I was trying to remember the names of those two Scottish dudes that pretended to be American rappers, and I'd read a book about it a year or so ago, and I couldn't think what it was, and one of you clever people went, oh, there's a documentary, The Great Hip Hop Hoax! Um, and I looked and there was, and someone put me in touch with the person who directed it, and now everything's joined up, and the person who directed it is here, Jeannie, nice to see you, Jeannie Finley. Hello. Am I saying, I'm saying Jeannie properly, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, that's Because right. we had a debate on air whether you're a Jeannie or a Jenny. 
Oh, no, I'm a genius. Yeah, good. Come a little bit closer to the microphone, because they're, they're rubbish. Okay. Um, uh, so, you, now, you, so you're, you're a, you, a filmmaker, documentary maker. I don't know what we call I it these days. I say filmmaker. Yes. Because then it means I can do whatever I want. Really. I say storyteller. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, ge- I generally make feature-length documentaries. Which is, um... It's kind of a rarity these days because sometimes you see documentaries and they're labelled as reality, reality, a great reality film about. And I just, because I'm a big fan of documentaries, we're talking about a lot on this show, um, you know, from the the kind of authored ones like the Louis Theroux and the Nick Brumfields, yeah, um, through to the stuff like yours, you know, the great hip hop hoax is is just it's it's just a brilliant story. How do you find the stories? Where do you get the stories from? It all depends. I'm sort of, I'm, I'm not actively looking for stories, but I sort of find them. I find them. Yeah. So I've made seven, six, seven features. Yeah. And sometimes I just, it's almost like you see a story at the corner of your eye and you feel possessed by it. So with Orion, uh, me and my husband collect a lot of uh, vintage stuff. Yeah. Old record, you know, we're big record collectors and books and comics we're just nerds basically yeah yeah good welcome to our world you're you're at home here (laughs) so we were at um a car boot sale in nottingham yeah and um stephen my husband found this orion record orion reborn it was a pound it was a pound that's the weird cover where he's in in like a coffin well there's two there was two issues of the Orion Reborn album. So the original version that Shelby Singleton from Sun Records. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty audacious. Yeah. Elvis had just died. So it's 1978, end yeah. of 78, 79. Elvis had died in August 77. He got this guy that looked enough like Elvis. And if you put a mask on him, people might think that Elvis yeah. actually hadn't died. And to just absolutely hammer the story home, he thinks, I know what we'll do. We'll put him in a coffin. Brilliant. And then we'll put Elvis in the coffin, or someone who looks quite like Elvis. Yeah. It's got to be Elvis. It's on Sun Records. Yeah. So it's the record label that Elvis was on. And then we'll have this masked man rising from the the coffin. Yeah. Orion reborn. Oh, it's genius. So that was the first one, but obviously there was loads of, like, complaints. And then they remade the album cover, so they had this dude in a blue shirt on a blue <laughs> on a blue background with a big blue spangly mask yeah it was a pound we took it home and played it and was just like what the hell is this wow because there wasn't a single elvis song on there right they were original songs and um but it sounded like elvis. his sound his he voice sa- is incredibly like elvis and it didn't just sound like oh here's an impersonator yeah. it sounded like oh wow sun records must have found some unreleased back catalogue in the vaults and Shelby's releasing and it to the, the world. And the thing is, because I'm, I'm not a massive Elvis nut, but I'm a vinyl fan and I had a friend who was. And in the 70s and 80s, there were so many Elvis cash-in albums that were... I mean, there's a brilliant Elvis album and the cover is a picture of a motorway and, like, him superimposed over it. They're really kind of cheap and nasty little things put together. So it's possible... And he recorded so much stuff that it's possible that maybe... He did record yeah. all of this stuff. And also, Shelby Singleton, who was sort of like Nashville's version of Simon Cowell. Yeah. He bought <laughs> Sun Records from Sam Phillips, wow. the original guy, yeah. and moved it to Nashville and set up his own thing. And he was a real hucksterer. Yeah. He was 
allegedly the most sued man in Nashville at yeah, some point. That's a great one, isn't it? <laughs> so he, um, so what he did to make sure that he knew that Orion was going to work as an artist, yeah. before Elvis died, he repackaged some Jerry Lee Lewis masters. And the first ever Orion song I heard was Orion singing with Jerry Lee Lo- Lewis um Save the Last Dance for Me. It was like a hit in But so it was that was a Jerry Lee Lewis record and yeah. then they just dubbed Orion over the top of they it. They dubbed Jeez. Orion over the top, but then they released it as Jerry Lee Lewis and Friends. Oh man. And then it was credited with a question mark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so because he'd done that, he knew it was gonna work. That's and he was brilliant. just looking for the right sort of package yeah. and then Elvis died and created a big sort of spangly, Let, spangly Let's hole. go back a bit. So you got the, you got this record. You never heard of this guy. You and your husband went, oh, this has got to be worth a quid. You go home and play it and you go, flipping heck, this is either genius or it's awful. But how do you then go from, from spinning that record to, you know, going to the States and making a film about it? Uh, well, that's the bit about filmmaking that I love. You can, it's like being an archaeologist, but you're sort of looking for looking for the story. Yeah. So we were both sort of, you know, scouring the internet. And, you know, this was six or seven years ago. So the, the internet was not as widely populated as it is now. Yeah. So there was a few sort of um, defunct Orion chat rooms. Oh, I love those chat rooms. <laughs> there was face. There was a Yahoo group wow. about Orion that were Orion's friends that used to talk daily. So it it took me a really long time to get an in. Yeah. A really long time. And um lovely guy, his uh guitarist, the three fingered guitarist <laughs> <laughs> said, Okay, you can talk to me. I, I managed to persuade him to speak to me. Was there a reluctance then? Do- yeah, there was a massive sort of reticence, particularly well, it's just it's hard, isn't it? Are you going to open up someone's story to someone they've never heard of? Mm. You know, and at that point, I'd made two or three... No, I'd made two features. Right, OK. But they were like... You know, they were not films that anyone in America would yeah. would have heard. I'd made a film called Goth Cruise about goths going on holiday to the sunshine for the independent film cha- IFC in the States. But it's not the sort of thing that, like, yeah. good old boys from Alabama yeah. were going, oh, yeah, Goth Cruise, yeah, I've heard of that. It's my favourite so- <laughs> documentary, yes. So they're like, who is she? Yeah. So, so what I thought was, I've just got to get out there. And I managed to raise enough money. Creative England are really good at sort of supporting independent filmmaking. Right. In supporting development. And with development, you're supposed to just do a bit of research. But we ended up shooting about 80 hours yeah. of oh, interviews. Wow. Just getting out there. And we've shot in like Vernon Presley's house, shot with. Uh, and one by one, as one person sort of agreed to speak yeah, to us more, you get did, the trust. More, exactly. Was there a reluctance? It's weird, because I'm interested in the story of Orion. I'm also really <laughs> interested in the story of how you made this. Was there a reluctance? You talk about it being in the deep south of America. Was there a reluctance because you're a woman, do you think? Did, 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 was, was there any kind of prejudice? Well, don't talk to a woman about this. Um, I think in lots of ways that um, being a woman was... I think that people really, really responded to me as an unthreatening right. presence. Okay. You know, and I'm super, the thing that I love more than anything is interviewing people. I'm yeah. really, really interested in people's stories. So the fact that we got out there, so I took a British crew. Mm. Well, when I say crew, <laughs> I took like my husband shooting. Brilliant. My, my uh, 
friend Anna was producing it, and then we got Stuart Copeland, not the drummer, oh, uh, but a really brilliant、um, Tennessee filmmaker. Yeah, so he was like our local fixer. But it was basically we were all in Stuart's car, right, driving around Tennessee and Alabama, beautiful, sort of just finding people. And it's interesting. Like we met, we met Jim Junior, who's、um, Jimmy Ellis's son. Jimmy Ellis is Orion. He's, Jimmy he's Ellis the guy is the Orion.、Mask. Yes. So、um, we went to. Orville, Alabama,、yeah. which is a town. It's like the epitome of one horse town. It's got a population of one hundred and two. Right. It's next to Selma, where the great, you know, civil civil rights marches were.、Yeah. The the pet. I always get the name of this wrong. The pet. What's it called? The thingy bridge. The big famous bridge. The big things, famous bridge. The petty. <laughs> yeah, yes, the bridge. Pet, yeah, I've walked across the. I've done the Selma walk. You walk across、yeah. the bridge and you. See where Martin Luther King sort of、yeah. strode out with John Lewis over the bridge, and it's amazing. Anyway, so、um, we showed up. It was the middle of nowhere. It's boiling, boiling hot, and he was reluctant at first because he thought we were minted. He thought we must be really rich, right, to have made it out there, to have got, to have come all the way from England. Yeah, it was like. We're really. This is really like low budget filmmaking,、yeah. the epitome. But then when he met us, he just sort of said, "Well, why not?" And like his lawyer wouldn't work on a Sunday, so he agreed to give us the interview. Oh, fantastic! And that's the interview that is in the film、yeah. with Jim Junior. The film is incredible, right? And we'll, we'll, it's available. Well, I don't know how you get. Is it on, is it on DVD these days?、It's, how do films get marketed these days? If you go to OrionTheMovie dot com, right. It lists. Ev- it's on loads of places to、right. watch, so you can watch it on iTunes, on Curzon at home.、Um, you can watch it on our website, and if you watch it on the website and you rent it there, I get the money. Oh well, go so orionthemovie dot com. Yeah, and it goes kaching straight into your pocket. I get pocket. it like immediately. Oh, beautiful! Do that then, right? Or, or it's on DVD. And, and, and it comes in this beautiful package, which you very kindly give me. Thank you so much. This、um, seven-inch gatefold package with a beautiful yellow seven-inch vinyl and the DVD. It is incredible. Let's talk about Orion the Man because he's he's a bloke called Jimmy Ellis, who I would say is quite good-looking, got a bit of a square jaw. But sounds uncannily like Elvis, and he's about the. He's about. He's a little bit younger than Elvis, isn't he? He was about ten years younger. Right. Okay. And so he was like getting a younger, fitter Elvis. Yeah. So it's like you, Elvis died, and it's like you could wash away the bad memories of the last few years of Elvis's career. The sweat, the overweight, the the. You know, I I love that clip of Elvis where he's on stage. He's going. Someone has been saying I've been using heroin. Have you heard that clip? <laughs> oh, it's such a good clip. The paranoid ramblings of a lunatic.、Um, but but you're right. The last few years for Elvis as, as an image weren't particularly good for him. And and so when Elvis dies, this guy who's he, he was a he was a, a farmer and then he he was a. Um, a a Tennessee walking horse trainer. That was it, and he jacked that in because he wanted to become. He wanted to be a singer. It's the classic story of anyone who goes on The Voice or X Factor.、Yeah. He had a talent. He believed that. He just felt compelled to be a singer. That's why I can't. I can't watch.、Um, I find the X Factor very hard to watch. I find it too heartbreaking. Oh, I can't. I, I can't watch the X Factor. A because I think it's boring. But B, because I think the first few rounds, it's just it's just laughing at mentally ill people. That's, that's basically it's all it is. It's just going well. That blokes, you know. Anyway,、um, but he goes, he goes off to L.A. and kind of spends a couple of years out there 
sort of getting fleeced and achieving nothing. Yeah, he sold all his... He sold everything he had. He sold all his saddles and the stuff he'd got from his horses. And, and his parents believed in him and they wow. the money they'd given him. And they sort of did a whip round in, in, <laughs> in Alabama. Because in, they were... They were relatively well off you know they lived yeah. in a big white a big white house with yeah. a picket fence and they raised enough money got him out to la and he just couldn't he spent it on stupid things dancing lessons and i'm not trying to be like elvis but then he's like he's wearing <laughs> suits made by elvis the thing is the voice is so much like elvis and that's not even him trying is it that's his natural voice um and, and you, you know you get elvis impersonators and and some of them are really good I've been listening to. There are there are songs. Are any Elvis songs actually in the film? No, they're all him. They're all him. Yeah, really. It's, it's legally very difficult to clear music that Elvis even this is like what, sniffed. This is what. <laughs> this is what I thought. So there's a song at the start that you're saying is an Elvis. There's a song at the start which is called Honey, yeah, which I love. It's sort of worthy of a David Lynch film, but it's it's an old song. I can't remember who sang it originally. Bobby Goldsborough sang it. Okay, yes. so it's a cover of, and that's not Bobby. Elvis. So it's all Orion. Flipping heck! Well, we couldn't. We would put spend yeah most of the budget the the film. You know, the film we we raised quite a lot of money to make the film, and a hefty chunk of the budget went on music clearances, and that was just clearing. Orion music. You've blown my mind because I, I, I was, I was, I'm going to have to watch it again because as I was watching, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be really tricky to tell which is the Elvis stuff and which is the Orion stuff, but it's all him. Th- uh, that's incredible. We'll play Honey in a bit then because that is absolutely incredible because I thought it was him. Um, and that was kind of his gift, but that was also the curse as well, wasn't it? Because he couldn't break away from sounding like Elvis. Yeah, well, everyone's sort of saying... You you can sound like Tom Jones, you can sound like Engelbert Humperdinck, and we can market that. Yeah. But there's only one Elvis. Yeah. He lived, you know, he broke the mould in so many ways, and it's so beloved. People love Elvis in a way that is unlike any other artist. When I was doing, like, the, re- the research for the film originally, we sort of, we looked at some Twitter metrics. More people... I don't tweet- know what Twitter metrics are. We were sort of looking at what people how people talk about things i met someone at twitter and they showed me how to do it Mm. it's very exciting (laughs) but um people talk more about elvis than the beatles the rolling stones and bob dylan combined wow still funny yeah it's crazy i was thinking about because you got the footage in there of elvis dying and i don't i don't remember elvis dying i don't think i remember john lennon but i don't think i remember elvis but um because we, we we're used to celebrities dying now, and, and our you know our he- pop heroes and movie heroes. But then it was there weren't he was one of the f- the, the first biggest pop stars to to kind of pass, wasn't it? I suppose I think so, and I think him dying. Watch, I watched a lot of footage of fans around Graceland mm. um, after he died, and you know it was August, it was hot. There was this fever pitch yeah, yeah. of frenzy of. Of grief, I think it was one of the first times I saw. You know, it's maybe like JF. You see JFK, yeah, uh, Elvis. It's the. I think it's because he represented so much and and changed so much. When he died, it was much. It was like a myth mm. or a dream dying. Um, 
Oh, we'll, 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 we'll tell you what, we'll have a quick break and then we'll come back. Um, talking to Jeannie Finley about uh, Orion the movie. We're going to have the great hip hop hoax as well in a second. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and after. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. See the tree, how big it's grown, but friends, it hasn't been too long, it wasn't big. You know I laughed at her, and she got mad, the first day that she planted it. That's not, that's not, that's not Elvis. (laughs) And then the first snow came, and she ran out, to brush the snow away, so it wouldn't die. Came running in all it's, That is incredible. That is incredible. It's partly because it's got one of the more sympathetic backing tracks for a Jimmy Ellis Orion song. Because a lot of them, that ba- this backing band, Avalanche, it's <laughs> a lot of the backing. Is, that's incredible. That opens uh, the film Orion, orionthemovie.com, if you want to go and have a look at it. Um, and I, I was convinced that was Elvis. Wow. Yeah, I mean that. So the gimmick is <laughs> right. So the gimmick is he gets he gets um, uh, together with the guy that now owns Sun Records. who's a little bit of a dodgepot, a little bit of a shyster. He's a bit. He's a bit creative. He's creative. Well done, you. You've, you've obviously worked with legals. Um, and he says, "I've got an idea. Elvis is dead. You're a similar build, similar height. You got the, the, the black hair. You, you sound exactly like him. Let's put a mask on you." Call you Orion, or as they keep saying, Orion. So he sounds like he's Irish. (laughs) Orion. Orion. But there was a book as well. Yes. So that's the other thing. It it all ties in with this this um, book that this (laughs) lady has written. (laughs) So around the time he was thinking, what can I do with Jimmy Ellis? Yeah. What am I going to do? How can I market him? He Jimmy meets this songwriter called Carol Halupke. And she's been writing the songs for an unpublished book got by Gail Brewer Giorgio called Orion. And the story of Orion is very loosely... I think she started writing it the day that Elvis died. Yeah. It's based on the sort of Elvis myth about what if he'd faked his death. Yeah. And, and he just put everything together. He got the book, didn't pay her anything. No, no. Just said, OK, let's bring the character of Orion to life. You are Orion. Gave him the mask, made him sign a contract so he never did anything without the mask on, and created a myth. And the thing about the mask, they're all a little bit rubbish. Do you know? Because it, it's sort of like a, um, uh, uh, a Lone Ranger like a Zorro, Zorro, mask. Zorro mask. So it's just the eyes. Do you ever see... Um, you know when David Soul started out? Yeah. Do you know about that? He, he yes, wore a balaclava <laughs> because he wanted to be—he wanted to be a singer and he wanted to be taken seriously for his voice and not his face. Um, but so it's—it's it's like a sort of Lone Ranger Zorro mask. And as the, the the years go on, they get a little bit more glitzy with some rhinestones and some sequins on. Um, and it's kind of like Kiss in the in the seventies. Kiss when they had their makeup, they were never allowed to be seen. Yeah. Without their makeup, and it's the same for Jimmy it's Ellis. It's like Daft Punk or yeah, Sia yeah. or you know any of those people, but it was done in a bit more homemade, shoddy way. I mean, yes. Shelby was not someone to spend a lot of money on promoting something. 
Oh. So, he, you know, he was churning these records out. And he really was. He was. He, he brought out dozens. There's, there's one bit where he says he's made like seven albums in a year or something ridiculous. They were, just, they were just churning them out. So there was points when Jimmy was sort of saying, there's a mistake on this record, Shelby. He was like, well, you don't buy them. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got to love it. You've got to love it. How many... What I can't quite work out, and I had a, I only watched the finished the film tonight, and I had a little look online, but I can't quite work out how big Orion actually was. I mean, he never had a chart hit, did he? He didn't get into the charts. Um, thing, some of the things like where he paired, like Jerry, the Jerry Lee Lewis stuff, yeah. sold millions right. worldwide. Um, the Orion stuff. He had a song called Texas Tea, and that mm. did that did really well. But he was almost he was always sort of heartbreakingly close to what's the next hit. Yeah. But he needed like good production and an original song. You know, I I kept thinking when I was making the film, I was thinking this is when punk was exploding. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you look, you know, Patti Smith and Blondie, and then there's Jimmy Ellis. Yeah. You know, or Orion sort of hitting the scene at the same time. It wasn't wasn't cool. No. And it, it doesn't look cool. You know, it's 78, 79, early 80s, and he's still kind of wearing those sort of satin suits and, and the, the jumpsuits with the rhinestones and still portraying that kind of Elvisy type image. I, I, see, I, you listen to that voice, you think, man alive, if he got a producer who said, right, I'm going to get you, we're going to get an album written by, I don't know, Prince and Blondie and all of this, what would Elvis sound like if he was singing the hits of today? You know, that that... Yeah, would be well, a there's, fun. There's some tracks in the film. He does a cover of "Swing Low, Sweet Chariot" oh. that we use in the film. That was which done is brilliant, be- which I love. Yeah. and that was done at the Playground Recording Studios in um in Florida, I think. Right, proper producers, really like skilled musicians. He sounds it's incredible, amazing. That is incredible, and you sort of get the. I sort of use that in the film because you get this sense of what could have been. Yeah, you know, he did have an amazing voice but for me there was always the idea of it's like the x-factor singers who are really talented yeah because you're talented do you deserve do, you know does talent have to out or is it enough to to sing really well in the pub for your friends the thing is that I know this is the thing the thing i get from watching because there's loads of footage of him which is which is was great where did you get all the footage of him from oh my goodness the footage came from all over the world right and the film took between five and six years to make. And that was partly because I was fundraising, but partly because we were getting the footage. Yeah. A lot of it came through um, a brilliant guy called Kenneth Duckerberg, who is the biggest collector of Orion material in the world. He lives in Oslo, Norway. So I went out with her that with I went out there a couple of times to interview him. Yeah. And he was really into the idea of the film, so he donated his oh, brilliant. whole archive. And we would sort of do this tag team thing like I'd find something and then he'd buy it and, oh, wow. and then I would convert it. Because I was surprised there was so much footage because it is seventy eight through to kind of eighty four ish. That that you know, before stuff was being filmed all the time. There is loads of it. And you watch it and you watch him. And I, well, I got the impression just watching that that there's just something missing. What we used to call the X Factor before the X Factor became synonymous with that awful program. There's just that star quality is kind of missing. He can do the moves, he's got the voice, but there's something not quite there that would elevate him, perhaps. I think there was not. I, th- I don't know. Whenever I listened to him or saw him or looked at the footage, I always 
I couldn't help but think about Elvis. Yeah. And not in the same way I do if I see an Elvis impersonator. I just felt like I was... It's really hard to get the sense of who's the real Jimmy. And I guess that's the core of the film is who is the man. Well, I think we know who the real Jimmy is. (laughs) Tell us about his photograph collection. (laughs) (laughs) Because that is the real Jimmy. (laughs) Let's put it this way. There was a point... You're actually blushing. (laughs) Well, I I blushed a lot filming, making the film. (laughs) There was a point in almost every single interview where someone would lean over and touch my knee and say, you know, he loved the ladies. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> wow. You know, because it happened a lot. Mm. But there's this one. <laughs> <laughs> I did this interview with one woman who I adored, Sharon. She was like a super, she was more than a fan. She sort of had this ongoing relationship with him for many years she'd one that would follow the the truck when he was driving across the country she would she would just get in her car sometimes she'd leave her like son at home with someone and she'd just go off and follow jimmy on tour and she she loved him she you know i think she said he was the love of her life um but you know he had quite a few loves of yes and and everyone had full transparency about that they sort of knew that well his wife wasn't that into it but anyway but um i was interviewing uh, her. So it's me and my very British cameraman, Mark. We get on very well. And there was this one point where he sort of said, there's a bit, she she wore quite a great wig mm. and there's a bit of stray hair coming. And sometimes I'll stop an interview. If it's something that's very distracting visually, I'll sort of stop one. And then she, she started on this story and I looked at Mark and he was like, forget about the wig. <laughs> so he was this notorious womaniser and she... She just told me this story where she just sort of says, well, you know, he, he, I call it my Lucy. And, um, he had a photo of every Lucy in town. And I, and she says, and I see enough of those at work. And I was like, where do you work? <laughs> and she was, she works for a gynecologist. So it's like, oh my goodness me. And at that point, she had this really noisy dog that was like barking up outside. And she went, Oh, I'm going to go and sort out the dog. And then I don't tell to- me the dog was called Lucy as well. <laughs> I sort out my Lucy. I sort of looked at Mark and he was like, Don't even look at me. And, he was, and then I was cry- I was just crying with laughter, trying to pull it together. I had to like take myself into the bathroom and just sort of like pinch myself. It's like, put, Get it together. Because I, cry- I was actually crying. Yeah. And there is that point. And she was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Her interview's brilliant. I love her. I still keep in touch with her. But there was, I thought I'm not going to be able to keep this There are some twists. Together. There are some twists. It's a really funny film. It's a really sad film as well. Um, and there are some twists and turns. And I don't want to spoil There are a couple of big twists in it that I don't really want to spoil. So people should go and see uh, OrionTheMovie.com if you want to see it. Or you can, uh, I'm sh- can, you, can you get it on Amazon if people order it? Yeah get it from all the usual places but there are some twists and turns that i think it's you know we'll, we'll, we'll kind of keep under our hats because there are a couple of moments you go oh, flipping it i didn't see that coming uh you know and because uh, he doesn't know who his parents are you know that that whole bit i thought was quite um was quite incredible um but just a sad story because he never quite makes it does he, he never gets he gets he gets he's, he's famous to a certain degree He's got, you know, all the, all these ladies, people have bought his records, but he's not that kind of superstar. And I like, I like stories like that. And it, and it does, and that I think is where the similarity is with the other film that we, you, you did that I saw this week, the great hip hop 
hoax about the two Scottish lads yeah. um, who pretend to be American so that they can get a recording contract. How did you now? How did you come across that? Did you read the book or did you? No, this is pre-book. Was it pre-book? So um, I, w- I was lying in bed very hungover after a weekend away, and I was reading the papers. Yeah. And Gavin, one of the guy, Gavin Bain, one of the guys, had um, told his story to the Guardian. Um, so I started reading his story, and I just remember sitting up and going, "Well, there's a film. Yeah, there's yeah. a film." But I mean, like nine other filmmakers had the same idea. Right, there's of course. A film. So for a while. So was... how does it work in that case then? Do you just go in and pitch and and pitch the best? Yeah. Th- you know, and, and and they pick who they want to work with. Yeah, pretty much. Um, wow. And it was quite, and it's quite tricky. I mean. I just, I'd just finished making Goth Cruise as looking for a new film to make. And I sort of felt like, well, I'm just going to start filming. Mm. And Gavin loved telling his story and being filmed. And so I filmed him for about four months. And then he, um, he signed a fiction deal to make the book. Right. And an adaptation, a fiction film. Right. And, um, and his own documentary, which means that which meant that we could no longer work together. Right. But there's two guys, so we we got Billy. Right. Okay. We signed up Billy, and we rate we got BBC Storyville on board, who mm. I've worked with a few times, and they're like, if you're interested in documentaries, they're like the home mm. of British documentaries. They're amazing to work with. Um, I pitched it to BBC Scotland, and the guy at BBC Scotland's very. I love him. He's so he's doer. Mm. And um, at the end of 15 minutes, he just went. Yep, we'll take this one. <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> so we'd raise the money, but I sort of, for a while I was umming and ahhing, can I tell this story, but with just one of the guys? Because yeah. it's a bromance. Yeah. It's about two guys who share the same dream and it destroys It's a very them. intense relationship, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, more than, it's like they were in love. Yeah. But, you know, twisted together through lying and desire and the search for fame and all of those things. So I sort of waited for a while and I just thought, I can't tell, until I can tell both their stories, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to do it. I was sort of lying to myself that this was going to be the right thing to do. So I went off and I made one of the first crowdfunded films in this country, a film called Sound It Out, about the last record shop in Teesside. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, where I grew up. Yeah. And I just started filming. And that film happened and was much bigger you know i made it to sell in the shop it had this big life it went to south by southwest and um the bbc bought it uh and it was theatrically released in lots of in mm. lots of countries it was like in the wow, what new thrill. york times yeah How incredible. For tiny dirt poor yeah indie film and gavin came to a screening of that film oh, wow. at rough trade east on record store day yeah I was flying to New York the next day to show at the Lincoln Center for Record Store Day in America because we were like the official film of Record Store Day. <laughs> and he just went, yeah, do you want to make that? Uh, oh, brilliant. Hip hop film. Yeah. Again? So I was like, yeah. And we were fully financed. So we just went straight into production. And it is a nuts story. It <laughs> is two Scottish blokes with thick Scottish accents who can't get taken seriously as rappers because of their thick Scottish accents and so they kind of just on a whim almost say well why don't we they were doing like they were trying to book gigs weren't they and and, and they were trying to book gigs they did a sort of x-factor style audition before x-factor 
um, happened. Yeah. And got laughed at and called the rapping proclaimers. Yeah. So I think full of righteous indignation, they were like, we're going to show them. And they, yeah, they started trying to book gigs. And one day, Billy, for a laugh, syllable, silly Bill, <laughs> um, just did it in an American accent. And the response was completely different. Mm. So they're like, why don't we just do it American? Mm. So they completely reinvented themselves as these two rappers from Los Angeles. But this is somewhere that they'd never been. In fact, they... Billy had been once, but I think Gavin, Gavin only set foot on American Soul when we took the film to South by Southwest, <laughs> which was just crazy. And they were estranged, yeah. so I made the film with the two of them not speaking and only speaking to me. This is what I was going to ask, because they don't speak in the film together. They yeah. they tell their story separately, and the, uh, the, the I think they say in the film that they haven't spoken since the whole kind of silly Bill and Brains fell apart. You got them back together once the film had been made, because I saw online that there are a couple of things, you've done a couple of press things with them. How did that... We're jumping all over the place, but it doesn't matter. It, How blew, did that... it blew my mind. So we got the... In the run at South by Southwest is a really big festival yeah. to launch a film, so we were sort of getting getting ready for that, and I looked on Instagram one day, and I saw the bats of their heads on a sofa, an outside sofa, sofa outside of the studio in Scotland. I was like... Are they together? What's going on here? So I was intrigued. And then um, they're like, yeah, we, we watched... They basically, they watched the film and they said stuff to me yeah. as a stranger that they should have said to each other. And I think that they sort of... Well, they spoke and they got back together. So it was... I felt oh, like it's a like divorce. When take, it's like when take that got back together after yeah. that documentary, isn't it? You got them back together. Are they friends now, then? Are they... I don't think that... For a while after the... When the film came out, they did some gigs, and um, I remember being very drunk at the, like, the film South by Southwest party, just going, this is blowing my mind. Because <laughs> it's like all my archive yeah. has come to life, because yeah. they're rapping. And they're still brilliant rappers. They're very talented. Oh, they're incredible. I mean, I'm not a massive rap fan. But even without, you know, any knowledge of rap, the speed and the wit that they deliver their lines is incredible. Oh, you they're know. sharp. Yeah. They're sharp and skilled. So they got they got back together and they um, they did some stuff and they recorded an album and, and sort of were giving that a bit of a push off the end of the film. But I think that, you know, they've got very... I think they've got very different ambitions. Yeah, yeah. So they're still in touch, but, you know, I think Gavin's still in London. Billy's in scotland is in our brace yeah in scotland so they couldn't really be further apart from each other oh yeah but the, the, going back a bit, so they 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 they, they, they decide they're going to pretend they're from los angeles and 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 so, and really quickly things start to happen they get um someone sees them doing a talent night from island records and says you guys are great i want to sign you but you need a manager they go to jonathan shallot who you know manages kind of everybody and he takes them on, and and they get money and recording studios and a flat and everything just thrown at them, almost overnight. Yeah, I think it happened quicker than they yeah could have imagined, and um, I think I kept think when I was making the film, I kept thinking, God, it's like the lie, or I think even Billy says the lie got arms and legs and ran away with itself, mm. and they just built they built on the lie, but it's not just you know like Daft Punk gets to take the yeah. Had what 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 they the were helmets. the helmets off at the end of the day. They had to 
be American to girlfriends yeah. and bandmates and everyone they met. And their kids. They were like 20, 21 years old, something yeah, like they that. They were didn't... just, you know, they were young, young and dumb, yeah. drunk and partying. And, and they, they went nuts, basically, they li- living in those characters. The line between reality and fantasy blurred. <laughs> and they did go, they seemed to go bonkers. I think it's sort of just... They're ba- they had no boundaries. Yeah, yeah. At all. I think it just went... And, and as well, because they were playing characters and they were being what... They imagined Americans to be brasher and louder. It, it was like a licence to do anything. There's and a, they did. There's a lovely story. Is it, now, I'm going to get the name of the group wrong. Is it D12? Yeah. There's a lovely bit where in the, the, all, they've been banging on all along to Sony and Charlotte and, uh, and everyone. Oh, yeah, we're big friends with D12. We know D12. We're big, Hugh, we, we grew up with Came them. We're big with friends. Eminem. Yeah. And then they get a gig supporting D12. <laughs> and everyone assumes... That this will be great because you're mates and you've worked together and you live together and you grew up in the hood together, and um, both and it's such a beautiful bit in the film. Both of them are so terrified because they think we're going to get busted here, and they just front it out and they just they just stroll on stage where D12 are sound checking and go up and start hugging them and high fiving them and pretending that they've known each other for years and no one calls them out. Yeah, they get away. And with it's it. beautiful. It's that. Um, it's not even the arrogance of youth. It's just, it, it's just they've created this world and they've got to see it through to the end. Yeah. Yeah, they just, um, I read this thing that human beings are more likely to detect, oh, we're, we're more likely to believe something that's the truth than to detect a lie. Yeah. So they just, they sort of had, psych- they had human nature on their yeah. side. So it was always going to work. They had confidence because, like objectively, when their American accents, they were pretty rubbish. <laughs> they were terrible. You know, and they didn't know. You know, they based the characters that they became from watching Friends yeah. and Michael J. Fox films, and the, you know, this was like a cartoon Americans watching MTV and rap videos. Well, well, the funny thing when they're on MTV, being interviewed by Dave Berry, and um, and he's going, "So where are you guys from then?" Well, we come from another planet, you know, and the, you can just see, you can see, you can see the panic in their eyes as, as they, they're think, thinking on their feet. And they had a brilliant system where one would talk and the other one would listen to what was being said because what the one that was talking would just say stuff and not be aware of the lies that were coming out. Yeah, and then the lies would get bigger yeah. and bigger and bigger and bigger and much bigger than they ever needed to be could they have ever worked because they recorded some stuff and uh, the, the stuff is brilliant there's no doubt about it the the, the, the loser losers loser loser was going to be like the big and I, I was listening to um tongue kung fu earlier yeah. on which is great i can't even say the title um could it have worked they, they could have been huge couldn't they I if they, they just could've... held their nerve a bit longer i think they could have done yeah but i think that it was also at that weird time in social media that MySpace was just happening. Yeah. People were on message boards. So I think, like, both Orion and um, Syllable and Brains are, mi- are hoaxes that sort of worked because they could travel by word of mouth yeah. rather than the internet. But, I mean, saying that with fake news well, yeah. now, who knows what's real? Maybe it would have just built the myth more. 
but I yeah. think that I think that there would have been enough well, time to was, expose them. They were starting to get spotted by their mates back in Scotland. Exactly. Someone, someone saw them on MTV going, well, "Why are they, they're Scottish? Why are they doing that? Where's, where's that come from?" Um. So there's three music documentaries. Uh, yeah, Sound It Out's a music one. Goth Cruise is sort of a okay, music one. Yeah. Um, why, why music? Is, I, I mean, music is, I, I guess, it, I'm a big fan of music, so to me it's the obvious one, but why music for you? Why, what is it about that that's kind of... Uh, I guess music's sort of the glue that can... Yeah. My, I studied music and art at university. I play cello. I used to write a lot of music. Oh. So I'm really interested in the soundtracks. Yeah. And... Uh, sound it out it's about people's um record collections and what they buy in this tiny in this small shop yeah and it's about the idea of you know i when i was growing growing up in a small town in teesside i knew that there was a big world out there because because morrissey told me <laughs> do you know what i mean or, li- or listening to sam cook or prince yeah or those sorts of people gave me a window into the into the world you know if you if you listen to david bowie the mm. world's a different place isn't yeah. it um, so, but I mean, I always see the music as an extra layer in the filmmaking. So because I'm sort of known for making music films, I get pitched quite a lot of, hey, you should make this film about this guy. And they're sort of legacy films. Right. And I'm really not interested in them. Yeah. Because they've got to have a really compelling and driving narrative. Mm. So with Orion and hip-hop hoax they're about fame but the people aren't necessarily famous yeah but they're a sort of a a a means to explore what fame means yeah and for me it's much more interesting rather than you bringing the baggage of oh i know this person and yeah exactly and you know who wants to see another film about the beatles you know i love the beatles but which is why these people like orion like syllable and brains that that are that are on the fringes you know that are that are just as interesting you know orion is it could be argued just as interesting as aspects of elvis you know it's 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 that thing of of trying to knock on the door of show business and become a star yeah. and not quite get he wears some terrible trousers orion <laughs> there's a brilliant bit there's a brilliant bit when he takes the mask off um and he he leaves some um, some records and he, he he's lost for a few years it's fair to say and he does this weird very kind of homoerotic image of him in the black leathers on the motorbike but looking like your dad or something, you know, he's yeah. trying to look like a sexy twenty something, and he's got to be pushing forty, you know, Absolutely. and he's, he's putting on a little bit of weight, and he looks terrible, you know. Yeah, it's not a good look. when those because the archive would come in in dribs and drabs, and this sort of came in, and I just looked at it, and it was like, oh, Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> Um, America's collapsing around our ears. I mean, would you be interested in doing something like Trump or, you know, that um, that kind of stuff? Or do you, is that is that too broad a, a thing It's for too you? broad. You'd have to find a way in. A friend of mine, Anthony Baxter, has made two brilliant films about Trump. He made You've Been Trumped. Right. And You've Been Trumped too. Now, is that the golf course? Yeah, oh, Scottish guy. I saw, I've seen the first one. I've not seen so the second one. He did a follow-up. Oh, and it was brilliant. about the, the impact on those people. But weirdly, Anthony and I both pitched. A lot of documentary makers pit, have to do public pitching. It's right. sort of like Dragon's Den. Oh, but God. you're pitching to European and American broadcasters and you do it in front of an audience. Oh, God. Oh, really? it's terrifying. Yeah, you usually have seven minutes to... To sell your film, you show a clip and you have to talk about it. Once you've made the film? No, before you've made oh, it. Oh, to get money to... To raise the money. Oh, so I heck. was on the same panel as Anthony. Yeah. Pi- and he was pitching You've Been Trumped. 
no one would touch it mm. because um, this was like four or five years ago. And yeah. like, who's interested in Donald Trump? No one. I mean, who cares yeah. that he's done this golf course? We did a, I think there was some talk about there'd been a 30 minute film on BBC Scotland. So no one wants to tell that story. Mm. And we were like, you're crazy. This is amazing. Yeah. So he made the film himself. He crowdfunded it and got got taken on by Trump on Twitter that he had like a a Twitter war for a while <laughs> with with Trump and then he released You've Been Trump 2 it was the first film to be released on Facebook Live I think it was the night of the election yeah and so people were watching it live and you oh, saw fantastic. all the responses it was sort of amazing but yeah. I don't know I I'm sort of interested to see how filmmaking's going to change in the light of Trump because like I'm based in a cinema in Nottingham. I'm mm. based at Broadway Cinema. And at the moment, it's sold out La La Land. People want to escape. They want to watch... I didn't like La La Land. Why well, I didn't like La I La Land very really much. I it was really boring. I went with my friends. So I had a good time that I was there. But I was like, they forgot it's a musical. Where are the songs? Where are the songs? Where are the songs? There's that one repeating thing <laughs> yeah. all the way through it. And that's it. No, my friend said to me, it's week eight strictly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, I could watch Ryan Gosling do Washing Up, but I mean, well, there was... I didn't feel... When he was doing his little dance pieces, I just thought, oh, he's learnt them, but he's not feeling them. Strictly? Yeah, exactly, yeah, it was. They're doing Strictly, but, um, yeah, I mean, I do quite... But, um, yeah, I I really enjoyed Manchester by the Sea, because I, I like a bit of misery. I've not seen that yet. It's amazing. It's magnificent. I watched um, I, Daniel Blake... It should film. be called I Daniel Bleak. Oh yeah, it's that's very, my joke. Very bleak. That's a movie joke for you. You can have that one. You can take Thank that. You. See Thank your you pictures. very much. You're tell, very uh, tell, uh, tell that to Ken Loach. Uh, but listen, uh, let, let's let's sell this stuff now. For goodness sakes, <laughs> this is the sell. So the, uh, RyanTheMovie.com. Yes. And you can go and uh, you can go and watch it there, and, and it comes in all different kind of packages. You can download it, and you can get this beautiful. And you should you should tweet BBC Storyville because they're thinking about maybe putting it back on the iPlayer. Oh, okay. So well, just... no, well, then you won't get money for it. Well, you know, it's good if it goes on. Is yeah, it? It's good if is it, it goes on the iPlayer. Oh, in that case, we'll tweet them at that. Um, the Great Hip Hop Hoax is that available anywhere? Yeah, yeah. if you go to hiphophoax.com. You've got this. You've got this whole. Uh... Got all the websites and everything. Or you can go to my website. What's What's your website? My website's just geniefinlay.com. Okay. Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet that, and <laughs> I'll tweet the Orion the movie, and um, so people can can find that. Honestly, they're they're so they're so good. These two films. Um, Thank you. No, they're brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And we, we me and Kath, my producer, we watch so many documentaries. Watch Kung Fu Elliot. It's brilliant. It's about this Canadian guy who wants to be the Canadian Bruce Lee. Okay. But he's nuts. Of course. I, you know, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. But he's nuts. Is the yes. thing. Um, but they're brilliant. And y y it, from seeing these two films, I'm going to watch the one about the record store later because you sent me a link for it. Um, but you can tell they're made by the same person. Does that? Can you? I'll yeah, there's it. a style to them, I think, that, um, that goes across those two movies. So you have a style. Good. That's author They call that authorship, don't they? Yes, they do. They do. Uh, in, do in, in the film. Uh, pitching <laughs> <laughs> Jeannie, it's so nice to meet you thank you i've kept you longer than i said it would but I'm oh no you're welcome tough um I, I think they're brilliant thank you so much for coming in thank you so uh, much best of luck with the thing you're working on now my say no more yeah my secret films yeah i'll come and tell you about them when they're done yeah do please do anytime you want to come in you, you you've got a, an open invitation oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand late nights with ian lee on talk radio 
Talk Radio. Go to orionthemovie.com, guys, and uh, honestly, you won't spend a better 90 minutes uh, than you will watching that film. It's cracking. Thank you, Jeannie. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. your phone calls, please, otherwise I'm going to sit here and sulk with the most talked about and least listened to late night show on British radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. This thing called love, but well, I just can't handle it. This thing The show is sponsored by Orion, a.k.a. Jimmy Ellis. Thank you, Jeannie. Um, th- I love that. Honestly, those two films, absolutely cracking. And I'm going to play more Orion, because I, I, I can't get over it. The voice is incredible. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. We're the most talked about and least listened to late night show on British radio. How's about them apples? Chris. Hello, Ian. Hello, Chris. Uh, hello. Um, right. Um, Elvis, um, Tom Jones, and um, his wife. Yes. Apparently, I, I've heard her on the news now. He's um, with him. Uh, with her, sorry. I talk about it. Yes. 
It's, well, according to The Sun, Britain's greatest newspaper, um... Oh. <laughs> I, uh, had to take a deep breath in. Well, Tom Jones. Sir Tom Jones to you, Chris! Aye, aye, aye. I, just because he's Welsh. Is dating course, Priscilla Presley. Lady Priscilla Presley to you, Chris! <laughs> No, they're, well, they get on, on their daughter years. So, you, how old is old Tom now? He's about... 76. Seven, yeah, so, what's wrong in that, then? I didn't say anything was wrong with it, Chris. You phoned up and mentioned it. I'm, I'm saying, no, yes, it's in the you, newspapers. You're joking Elvis songs. I'm not playing, I've not played one Elvis song this evening. <laughs> yes, you have. I've not played. Have you, have you been listening? I have. I thought. I thought you guys are better hearing. I have not played. No, uh, but somebody who is. Uh, uh, we we have a thing down here in South Wales. Christ, I've never been down there actually. But Christ Almighty, you want to? Do you want to go down there again? What? Why? What is the thing you have down there? Oh Christ! <laughs> you have Christ down there. No, it's 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 like um, Blackpool in Porthcawl. Blackpool <laughs> in Porthcawl. Yes. Oh, it don't take. What? what almost four then. What? Well, what? Why? You, 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 you're not really finishing your thoughts, Chris. No, uh, because um, you're playing uh, sort of joking at Elvis records. I'm playing uh, a guy that sounds like Elvis called Orion. Yes. 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 Right. Yes. Right. You still not so, finish the thought? Try and complete one of the seven thoughts you've started. Don't try me in knots. Uh, don't try. I'm not. Me you're not. you're tying yourself in knots. No, I'm not. I have not. What, what are you talking about, man? Don't shout at me, please. Well, then, f- then finish your thought, you muppet. Don't call me a muppet. Please. You're, you're acting like a muppet. Don't tell me what to say. <laughs> I'm not telling you. You are. You're telling me not to call you a muppet. I, I'll well, I'll don't be a muppet then, and I won't call you one. I'll tell you what to say. I've been li- listening to you. I listened to your show. I d- I've been listening to your show for the last few months. I used to listen to, uh, I'm going to swear now, Ian Collins on LBC. Yes. And I switched over. Yes. And I listened to you. You made the right choice, but I've got, still doesn't mean I've got any idea what you're talking about this evening. No, 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 but no, I'm going to give you, um, do you know, uh, like, uh, um, right? I was going to say an analogy. You're going to say what? An analogy. An algae? Yes. What? Well, you in Ian, Ian College, uh, College, oh, sorry, I do apologise, sorry. Right, I got pissed off with him. Right. And I hope I don't get pissed off with him. Can you start? That's a yellow card. Stop saying that. I, I do apologise. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No. Would you please... Chris, can I, I ask you no, a question? I listened to that, that Can I ask girl, you a question? No, I listened to that woman you were speaking to earlier. Right. And I... Actually, I, I thought... I thought it was an awful conversation while you were... Oh, God. Chris, Chris, Chris. 
you could have switched off, mate. I had a guest in. Don't, no, no, Chris, shut up. Don't phone up to slag off my guests. How rude of you. I'm not. How rude of you. I'm not doing that. Well, what? You just phoned up and said it was an awful conversation. Well, switch off for an hour. What is the point you are trying to make, you rude man? Oh, thank you very much. You've just been rude. What is no, the point no, you are I, trying I to make? Uh, I've uh, indulged you for six minutes. You've not... The only one clear point you've made was rude. Will, will, will you stop shouting, please? Will you get to the point, you muppet? <laughs> Don't call me a muppet, please. Don't say that uh, my conversations are boring, please. I didn't say they were boring. You yet. said it was boring. No, I, I thought it was... Well, then why did you say, why did you use the word boring? I didn't say it was boring. I, I said it, it was... Boring? It, it, no, it was like... What's the word I'm looking for? Well, the word you used was boring. Uh, all right, I'll use another word. Dull! Uh, you, you was being so bloody... upper behind... Saying, oh, how, how, how do you know? Do you was, know? Do you know why I was saying that, Chris? Do you know why I was saying that? No, I don't. I don't know. Shall I tell you why? Shall I tell you why? Go on, Ian. Because she's not a rude pain in the ass who thinks they can come on and say anything they want, like you are. No, because she is a really talented woman who has made some incredible documentaries that have had me laughing and have had me in tears. <laughs> because she has created art, uh, and, what, I'm, uh, and because uh, Chris, uh, I've uh, got manners. Unlike you. You're a very rude man, Chris. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Why don't you go back to Ian Collins? Because you know what? I'm starting to get sick and tired of you. Are you shouting at me? Yes, I am, Chris, because you're a rude man. I'm not, can't you? You are. And I put up with your nonsense time and time again. And I apologise to you for things that I shouldn't have to apologise for. And then you come on, and then you come on, and then you, and then you come on, and you're rude about a guest who I happen to think was absolutely brilliant. Well, why don't you get well, knotted? I Let's go to David. Evening, David. Hello. Hey, David, how's it going, man? I'm good, thank you. I'll, um, I, I shall be very polite and, um, and calm with you. I That's think what I've done, right? It's fine. Chris needs therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just had enough. I've had enough of him doing my uh, head in. I, I don't, I don't uh, David, what have you got for us, boss? Um, uh, it's really, I, I'm just phoning up from, um, a recommendation from my mate Barry from Western Supermare. Oh, flipping it. Um, not another one. I know. He's, I'll tell you what. You you, you advertise the fact that you're the most least listened to um, yes. radio station. Uh, yeah, sort of nighttime radio. Big station. in Western. But uh, uh, absolutely, you, you're becoming massive down here. I mean, Barry's. Um, you know, he's well. He's a legend in in the town. But um, you know, he's becoming national at this rate, isn't he? Well, uh, <laughs> well, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. How come everybody knows this, Barry? Um. It, uh, basically, I, I, I used to work with Barry for for many years at the um, the Winter Gardens in Western Supermare. Oh, everyone works uh, at the Winter Gardens. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yes. it's sadly things have, um, have, have have changed dramatically now. It's the um, yeah that the, it was run by the council, but obviously has now been um, sold to the the local um, Western College. Oh. Um, but you know, it's going to breathe new life into the the venue. But um, you know. 
gone are the days of um you know the community events and uh the you know the the, the real fun times i mean it was a fantastic place to work and yes uh, you know um barry just just think kath we'll be talking about this like like this about this place in a year's time well, I hope not. Well, <laughs> you <laughs> but, didn't see uh, the numbers. Anyway, yes? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you, you're going to go down the, the lines of privatisation then, which, you know, is, uh, I think, probably the, uh, the, 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 the root of, um, you know, I'm going to say all evil, but um, it, uh, it has, privatisation has ruined this country. <laughs> um, so what do you, how do you fill your days, David, in Western? Um, I, I, I'm currently working in the entertainment business. I work with, um, artists and, you know, sort of professional artists. Doing what? Um, in, in theatre. So. Doing what? Um, technical work, technician, okay, um, lighting, right. sound, yep, that yep, sort yep. of thing. Yeah, 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 So, but, uh, obviously, you know, to, to do my job, I'm reliant on, um, the artists coming in and they're kind of reliant who's on... Who's been the on, biggest, on who's been the biggest dick to work with? Oh, I, I, oh, uh, I can't honestly tell you that. But, I'll tell um, you mine. I'll, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. David? <laughs> mine was Daniel Beddingfield. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four. I'm in a feisty mood tonight. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I've just explained to Catherine how I'm going to rob and murder one of the callers. <laughs> oh man! I don't. <laughs> With a brick, Kath. With a brick. I'd record it all. That'll get us an award. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. I took, um, I took more pills last night than I was meant to. I slept for about 14 hours. That may, that may be partly why I'm slightly delirious. That may be partly why. 03, I've given out the number. Start taking the calls, you muppet. Yes, Richard. Uh, it's really weird that you mentioned Daniel Bedenfield because uh, someone mentioned the other day that um, they wanted a meeting with him. And uh, he left the, like, about his sort of upcoming single release. He left the meeting and went, Goodbye, guys. See you in the top 40. <laughs> and you know what? I bet he did. Because I've interviewed him. And the guy is, um, challenging. <laughs> He's challenging. Um, yeah, everyone, so this is like one, it was a friend who was working at a major, I can't, I can't give too much away, it was a friend who was working at a major label that he was working with at the time, and yeah, he left the meeting and went, yeah, see you in the top 40. <laughs> oh, that is a great, all the hits, all day long. Those are great <laughs> lines, guys. See yeah, you I'm in actually, the top 40. I was actually phoning up to uh, provide some world-class digital audio. Oh, yeah, please do, because it's been boring so far, apparently. <laughs> yeah. to, according to a, uh, the spokesperson for our blind community, it's been boring. Um, also, I actually kind of know what Chris is talking about, because I've, oh. lately, he's, he's obviously from the same area I'm from. Yeah. There's a big Elvis festival in the town, like a oh, right, yes. horrid, horrid run-down um, seaside, seaside resort called Portcore. Oh yeah, uh, every year, and it's yeah. probably the biggest Elvis festival. Oh yeah, I know. I looked just... at um, I looked at going one year. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, that's what he's trying to 
get out and he was clearly pissed um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that but he was uh, i just <laughs> i just here's the thing richard let's be honest right rats sinking ship leaving okay um <laughs> the, the, okay the listening figures for the station they're not my concern they're not great for this show they're not greater um so I, I and i think the reason why this station and indeed this show has got such poor listening figures it's you guys it's your fault it's the callers it's, 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 it's quality not a constant quantity it's, and, the, um, it's the quality <laughs> of the calls it's not me because yeah. i'm brilliant right and i know i'm brilliant oh. i've got i've got i've got certificates in my spare room <laughs> so guys this is what you have to do okay so ian the sunny awards don't exist anymore then, then no minute, I'm, just, I'm talking uh, you guys have got to work harder as callers, okay? The reason why we got pony figures, your faults, guys, right? You, you, you're just boring callers. You've been really boring, boring callers, okay? I am working my butt off. What do you want? I, am I going straight You're Yes, here. yes, I'm in the middle of something. There's no need to speak to me like you, you did. There's no need to call my show boring, but you did. I didn't not... Yes, uh, you so did! Why do, why, do, why, did uh, why do I listen to you every night? Uh, I don't know, mate. <sighs> I thought... No, I'm not going to say it. Don't. No, I'm not going to say it. Don't. No, I'm not. Don't say it. No, I'm not going to say it. Good. I thought... Don't say it. I thought you would... No, see, you you hung up. Don't say it. But I... Don't say it. No. It'll hurt us both. I like listening to your radio station. Don't you're saying it? I do. You're saying it, aren't you? No, I don't. No. Well, why have you stuck me straight on it again? Well, because because that's what I've chosen to do. Well, no, because you you screamed at me and shouted. I've never been spoken to like that before. Maybe you needed to. (sighs) Maybe you needed to be spoken to like that. I don't speak to me like that ever again. I'll speak to you. Oh, well, I'll speak to you how I want, thank you, Chris. Don't tell me how to speak on my radio show. Uh, well, you need listeners. Well, I, we ain't got it. We're basically starting from year zero. And you know whose fault it is? Your fault for your boring calls. I'm speaking to you, oh, the listener. You. See, see, you're not listening, Chris. You're not listening, Chris. I'm speaking to you as the callers. So, no, you're insulting me now. Well, your calls are quite boring. If I'm completely honest, cards on the table, your your calls are dull. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, well, because I haven't got a really... Um, so, what, what would you like to talk about then? I'd like you to finish a thought. Well, I can't with you. No, because, you can't. Uh, All right, I'll shut up. No, you finish a thought. Go you on. end up shouting at me. I've only I, shouted at you. Shouting. I've only shouted you at you tonight because you're doing my nutting. <laughs> Shut up. No, I'm not. Oi. You said it was a boring That's conversation. Unfair. That's bloody unfair, that is. I'll speak how I want, buddy. My show. You said it was a boring conversation. I know it's your show. You said it was a boring conversation. Didn't you? No, I... I Hang I, on a second. 
I thought it was an awful conversation. Oh, sorry, you're right. You said it was an awful conversation. Oh, okay. All right, you can rewind it back. Yeah, because yeah, no, you said it. Was, you said it was an awful conversation. I thought that's I've done that. I've done that, Chris. And do you know what? That is the meanest thing. The meanest. No, be, no, 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 no. Get off. Banned. Absolutely banned. Do you hear what he said? Banned. Banned, Chris. Dump that. That didn't go out. You're a nasty piece of work. Really nasty piece of work. What a mean... The only person that will have heard that is Richard. The next caller. What a mean, spirited, miserable person. Banned. Banned. I'm not having that. How dare you? How dare you? What thing... What what gives you the right... To say what you just said to me that I dumped. She won't have heard it at home. He said something incredibly derogatory about a guest of mine. How dare you? Banned. And that's what I'm saying, guys. The reason we don't have many listeners is because the caller quality just hasn't been good enough. Well, now we've got, we're going to start clearing out the dead wood, okay? Um, one piece of dead wood, gone. Um, so... When you call in, just try and be good. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Richard, could you believe he said that, Richard? I, I literally phoned up to say the complete opposite of what he was saying. Can I you believe? How dare he I was say that? Up, like, because that was actually well, I've got beef with you. I've got I've got beef with the guest uh, because I was the guy who uh, phoned up and said uh, suggested to Ed to tell you. That it was there was a documentary called The Great Hip Hop Hoax. Okay, yes. And uh, and and you said no, 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 it's not on it. Um, but I was actually phoning up to say what an engaging and really interesting lady she's she brilliant, was. absolutely yeah. brilliant. And those films, uh, honestly, uh, go and watch those films, guys. Wonderful, wonderful storytelling. I was, I could listen to a radio show for three hours every day, and like, why is? Can you believe you're the only person, Richard? I don't think the way this is... Eben and Alan might have heard it, right? But it may only have been you. I have never heard anyone be so derogatory and use such language about a guest. That word was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Banned. Good. Right. Yeah, that was... Like, I, I'm, I'm stunned, because as I said, I literally, when I phoned up, I was literally a, to, to praise her and say what an yeah. engaging lady, and I could listen to her for an hour, like, talk for hours. I'm I, tempted I to get her in every night. Anyway, I, I feel a bit uncomfortable, because now, if she's listening to this at home, this might make her feel uncomfortable. I don't want it to at all, because it was just one caller who was an absolute bell. Yeah. Who was jealous because okay. he had to wait an hour to come on? That's what it was. He was just jealous. Anyway, Richard, I've been victim of a hoax, sort oh. of in the music kind of thing like this. Oh, um, there was a band, Milli Vanilli. Uh, sort of, when I was <laughs> no, <laughs> we were um, all victims. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm only twenty-seven. I'm, 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 oh. uh, there was a band called Testicles, which sort of um, they, oh. they took advantage of the dance punk trend. Yes. Sort of like around 2005, 2004, 2005. Um, and the, the, like, I absolutely loved them as a teenager. Like, I was like 15 at the time. And I, like, I absolutely like, worshipped their, their first album. I absolutely loved or their only album. Um, listened to it. Like, I still listen to it regularly. Um, and then they split up and just kind of announced, yeah, it was kind of a bit of a joke. Oh. Um, oh, so the, what they, they were saying the whole record they released was, was a, 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 a laugh at you? 
Yeah, basically. They were like, well, well they, they said, oh, yeah, we, we understand that, you know, kids like it, but um, it, we, we didn't really like the music ourselves. We just sort of saw the music that was coming out and uh, decided to see, like, see if we, we could give, a, give it a good crack of the whip. But... Oh, flipping heck. Well, yeah. And how did that make um, you feel as a person? It, it, I was devastated because <laughs> I was like, because because I think when I was about seventeen, when they actually like split up and announced, you know, actually we were sort of uh, making fun of everyone that uh, liked this kind of music, um, and uh, as a really sort of a, you know as, as Noel Evans like really bizarre cosmic ordering, um, I now work for the record label a lot. Record came out on. Uh-oh. Um, um, and the, the guy who actually from it is, is actually turned out to be like an amazing R&B artist. I still feel sort of like personally affected by that. Well, Richard, you see, this is the thing. The whole, thank you, Richard. All, the whole music business is a lie based upon a sham, based upon another lie. Everything is false, guys. Everything is false. Seriously, it's year zero. We're, we're basically starting from the same position, if not a little bit worse off in terms of listeners than when this station launched on March the 21st. So, it can't be my fault because I've, I've got certificates on my wall. It must be your fault. Up your game, callers. Someone, uh, who's this, uh, who's, who just tweeted? The woman has tweeted, Ian Lee seems to be having a breakdown live on air. Using does your G button not work? Having using his show to bully callers. Shocking performance. Thanks very much. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I will not suffer fools gladly this evening. Late night Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Yes, Ray. Is your is is the is the phone actually in your mouth? Not in your mouth, no. Sort of near it, obviously. Is can, can you can you move it a little way away from your mouth because it's sounding very much like this? Right, I can't hear anything now. Okay, well, thanks for calling. Let's go to um, Alan. Yes, Alan. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Alan. No good night for you tonight, is it? Or you? Let's go to Eben. Good evening, Eben. Evening, Ian. Eben, how you doing? It's very good, thank you. I was calling in saying that was probably the best interview I've done with Jeannie Finley. No bum lickers allowed, please. Let's go to Barry. Good evening, Barry. Are you Ian? Barry, be careful. Oh, everyone's on, everyone's it, on thin ice this evening. I won't say it, Ian. Everyone's on thin ice. Everything's good, Ian. Um, cracking interview. Uh, I think the first time I called you, Ian, was the first time I heard uh, Presley. As a young lad, or what, I don't know, 13, 14. Yes. And, you know, it was absolutely surreal. Uh, I've, I've n- I mean, I knew nothing about this um, film. I knew nothing about it at all, so it was quite fascinating listening to all of this. And the lady certainly knew her subject, didn't she? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a good interview. Uh, no problems at all. And... Uh, Cracking, keep it up. Um, David, my mate, called you. Yes, he did. Tom! Too slow. Right! I'm not having it. It can't be my fault. I've got certificates. We just went through seven callers there in two minutes. 
344 is the telephone number if you wish to um, give us a call. Catherine, come and join me in here. Come on. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. It can't be my fault. I've got certificates. I'm just waiting for you to kick me out. <laughs> no, I won't. You're all right. I know, I know you won't be... Oh, you'll be fairly critical and you won't bum lick me. You know, that, that'll I won't. be... Hang on, I'll ta- let me take this. Yes, line one, you're on the air. Oh, you bottled it. Bottler! <laughs> A bottler! Flipping it, guys. When will these guys step up? So when Rolf Harris comes out, which he will do, soon... Coming out soon. You okay. mean of prison? Of prison, yeah. Now, why have I written it down in the wrong newspaper? Hang on a minute. Anyone that calls in, Ed, I'll take them straight to her for the next half hour. Seriously. And woe betide them. Yeah, see, if you call in, you better have a bloody good reason. <laughs> Terrible business. Well, I made myself laugh with that. If you call in, you better have a good reason. Otherwise, I'm not interested. <laughs> next time we do, next time we do a bit of radio consultancy, we'll play on this. <laughs> <laughs> no one's listening. It don't matter. Right. So Rolf Harris is going to come out soon because he was on trial for some more. Oh. Your, no, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Um, <laughs> flip it. What the hell is going on? Um, so he got, but there are still some, aren't there, that he might get tried on again. Is that correct? What uh, about the one about the blind girl? Was I'm he... not sure enough to um, okay. comment on this. Let me have a look. Okay, well, fine. I'll, 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 I'll comment and you can backtrack if you need to for legal reasons. <laughs> okay. Jailed Rolf Harris could be freed in July after being cleared of three sex attacks. That's fine. He's still a nonce. Proven. The verdicts mean the 86-year-old entertainer will be eligible for release from his current sentence this summer. But he may face a retrial after a jury failed to reach a verdict on four charges yesterday. Now, I wonder, because there was a blind girl, wasn't there? This was at the eye hospital. No, he was cleared of that. Was that the one one of the ones he was cleared of? Harris's lawyer, Daniel Burke, said, outside Southwark, Southwark. Almost. It's because it went over two lines. Yes? Hi there, is that Ian? Yes. Southwark Crown Court, London. Mr Harris is grateful for the care and attention this jury has given to his case and for the not guilty verdicts returned. The disgraced star is in jail following a 2014 trial which saw him convicted of 12 sex offences against four female victims. Um, Right, here's the thing. He comes out, right? You get an email. Uh, Rolf Harris is out. He's up for interviews. Who wants him? What would your reply be? If any. If any. <clears throat> Hang on a second. Yep. Hello. Yep, you're on the app. Hello. No, you're not. Okay. I'd be tempted to get him on. Mm. Yeah, I would. I would. Is that wrong? No. What about Glitter? Glitter comes out. He's offered. I'll be tempted to get him on. You know, I came, I came close to interviewing Glitter. I don't know if I was still Absolute. Maybe I'd left Absolute. I think I'd left Absolute. But before I joined the BBC, I came close to interviewing Glitter. 
uh, someone who... Yes, you're on the air. Hello, can I speak to Nick Abbott, please? Unbelievable. Yes, line two, you're on the air. Caesar, what's happening with you? What's happening with you? Oh, oh you're getting cut off. Um, s- uh, someone who listens to the show, um, uh, who's a fan of mine. Ed, pay attention, please. I'm giving hand signals. That means don't answer the phone. Um, got in touch on Facebook and said, I know someone who knows someone who knows glitter. Would you like me to put you... This is before he got to prison. Yeah. Uh, would you like me to put you in touch? And I went, yeah, go on then. Can I just ask you, is this while he was still uh, motorcycling around Cambodia? No, he, he'd come back from Cambodia. Right. He was back in the UK. And I ended up having this conversation with this person who, who was a, claimed to be a friend of glitter. And I took them at his word. It was all done via private messages on Facebook. And... um I told him I wanted to um, interview Glitter. I can't remember if I wanted to, what I wanted to do with it, but I wanted to record an interview with him. Uh, probably not for broadcast, but for, for an, a written article. And he said, OK, this is what will happen. I will give you a time and a date. You will turn up at the location I give you at that time and the date. I will be there. Gad will be there. Glitter. Um, and you will conduct the interview. If at any point we are uncomfortable with the interview, we will get up and we will go and we will have the final say on the article. I went, um, OK, a couple of things. I'm not letting you have final say on the article. No. And I'm, I'm, how do you feel about me recording the interview, the audio? He went, no, nope, no recording. Well, I said, no. I said, well, I'm going to have to record it so that I have a, I wouldn't, let release the recording but so that if if i wrote an article that you then challenged and said was was the the wrong quotes i've got that to cover myself he said if you ask me one more time from the for if you can record this then this conversation is over and i replied well this conversation is over then yeah he replied never contact me again thought you smug i'm still talking about a paedophile yeah do you know what i mean he's not he's not a rock star anymore he's now he's now a celebrity paedophile also if they if they're talking to you like that, it, it suggests that there may be repercussions afterwards. You need to have the... Yeah. For their protection as well, you need to have exactly what was said. But bizarrely, I had loads of people in the industry getting in touch saying, don't do it. Don't do it. It will tarnish your reputation. And I sort of bought into that a bit. But I don't know why. I remember at some point after that, I was I either emailed or tweeted John Ronson and said, if you were offered an interview with Glitter, would you do it? He went, oh, yeah, of course. Of course he would. Of course. Of course he would. doesn't mean you've got to sit there and kiss his backside and pretend that not, nothing happened. It's um, like the, 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 the lot of people, the, 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 the thing that we have made that we are looking for a home for about Glitter fans, and lots of people said, oh, don't do that. Oh, don't don't do that. That's gonna you, yeah, you don't they wanna want to get involved. Hear it, in. don't they? Well, but what, once the, the people, the few that have heard it, have gone, oh right, okay, yeah, no, that works. That works. Of course it does. Because it's not really about him. Again, I checked with Ronson because I, I I said, would you do you think this is all right? I'm getting a lot of people saying don't do it. He said, yeah, it sounds brilliant. As long as you're not glamorising paedophilia, which I, I I doubt you would be. Um, then crack on with it. But that's the thing. What I was saying was, it's not really about him, is it? It's about how people justify a passion for a thing you know yeah. they, so they love the music so I'll, well i don't want to spoil it but they've told themselves a different story haven't yeah. they yeah i mean one of the greatest no that's not true a really good documentary i saw was the john ronson one about jonathan king have you, did you see that no i don't think i have oh it's brilliant be, i think it's on youtube 
you should watch it because okay. it's great and it's it's as he's being sentenced for for his rape of um 14 year old boys do you remember that time we spoke to that guy um when we were at the bbc still and the truck the uh, yeah. trucker yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah of course and that did. was a really interesting interview and i think gave a lot of insight to people and in no way was it in no way was it going easy on him it was a or fella making out he hadn't done anything. Who phoned up a breakfast show? We were talking: should sex offenders be allowed to work with kids? Well, uh, and he phoned up the show, and um, he basically he'd been to prison for um, twelve years, but he didn't say what for. And I said, was it because you sexually abused children? He went, well, yes. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He said, that's what they did me for. He didn't say. He never admitted but he'd done it. He served twelve years. Yeah. You don't serve twelve years unless you've done something pretty bad. And then he basically fibbed and lied in all of the um, tests. You know, that try and prove whether you're still sexually attracted to children or not. He lied. He knew what he had to say. Yeah, and that's what he, he said to, to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary, shocking, shocking, stuff. shocking behaviour. Chris, you're uh, you're on the air, but um, you, uh, I'll be honest. I don't I don't really think after that last little outburst, I don't think you're particularly welcome. What, what do you mean outburst? Well, what you said about my guest using that language, not having it, mate, not having it. Uh, no, it, it wasn't. Yes, no, it was, Chris. I, I didn't... Chris, it was. You, you you said something really, really rude. You used atrocious language. Um, uh, uh, and I just think that we've that our relationship has gone as far as we can. It's not me, it's you. So, um, thanks for calling, thanks for listening, um, but probably best you don't call again. Is that all right? I'm going to take that as a yes. Beautiful. Okay, I'm glad that's sorted. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. But if you call, you better have a bloody good reason. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Only call in if you've got something good to say. Otherwise, I'm, I'm genuinely I'm not interested. We've, terrible listening figures. It can't be my fault. I've got certificates, Kath. You've seen them. Yeah. Signed by people. You got me a copy for my house. Listen to this idiot. Remember yesterday, guy texted in saying, "Can you put the podcast on SoundCloud?" Mm. Right. That was yesterday. I replied on air saying, "No." no. That's even gone in the podcast. It's just texted now like a muppet. So I look forward to getting your response tomorrow, Ian. The more platforms, the more downloads. So using SoundCloud for podcasts would be beneficial to you. Right, here's the thing. If we use SoundCloud for something that long, we would have to pay for it. So where's the benefit? Many arty folk on there who don't do iTunes. Yeah, yeah. it's not just on iTunes, you absolute bell. It's on pretty much every podcast p- p- platform that you can get podcasts from. Instead of asking me, where can I get the podcast from, why don't you Google it? Ask Jeeves. Just go and bing it! Seriously, it's not just on iTunes. Do you not think we thought of that? Ah, oh, let's just put it on iTunes. Hang on a minute. Lots of arty people don't like iTunes. I've never, oh, heard, it. I've never no. heard it specifically arty people before. Absolute plum. Does that mean the people on iTunes are not arty? It's on loads of other... Pa- I, I, did, I wrote a blog about it on my website... It's listed about six different places, Pocket Cast. Can you read the blog out on SoundCloud? Oh, for... Jeez, give me the strength. 
Do not call in tonight unless you have something good. At your peril be it. Is that a phrase? It is now. Yes, line one, it better be good. Hello, Ian. It's David from Western again. Yeah. Hi. Um, I do apologise, first um, and foremost, that my um, phone, um, actually, the battery genuinely died. I didn't hang up on you okay. um, when, I was about, when I was about to tell you who the most difficult person was. Who was it? Um, I've got to say it's Elkie Brooks. Thank you um, very much indeed. One of anybody slagging off Brooks on this show. No one is slagging off Elkie Brooks. He's touched a nerve there. Not, not Elkie. Elkie Brooks. Actually, I'm intrigued by that. I shouldn't have cut him off. That was stupid. Can you call him back, please, uh, Ed, and apologise? We want to know what was so difficult. Yes, line two. Good evening. How are you? What have you got? Um, I've, You're my first contact with the outside world in, like, several months. Yeah, it feels like it. Line one, you're... I'm not... Really? Line one. Hello? Yes? What are you... What's going on? You need to do a quick, quick step ten. You need to what? Do a quick step. You need to do a quick step ten, mate. I'll do a step ten in. right up your ass in a minute, Chris. You're banned. I'm. I'm not banned. Yes, you are, mate. I. I decide who's banned, and I've no, decided it's... you're banned. Ian, I. I was call you a pretentious bloody ass. Right. So th- th- you think the way that you're going to undo the ban is to be even more insulting? No, but I, th- I think you're a pretentious ass. And you, I think you you're a boring man. I think you're a really boring, you boring man, and your calls are really boring and tedious. You don't know what my life is. I don't care about it. I couldn't care. All I know about you is your calls, and I don't like them. So, hey, Donald, where's your trousers? Double band. Did we dump that? Double band. Double band. Sorry, David, I shouldn't have cut you off. Why was Elkie Brooks so difficult? <laughs> Elkie Brooks, she's, she's, she's just a very, very strange lady. She, um, very professional, but she locks herself in the dressing room, puts signs up on the outside of um, the dressing room door, um, saying, do not enter under any circumstances. Oh. She actually locked herself in the dressing room. Oh. Um, and ba- basically, I, I, I just... It's hardly uh, Mariah Carey, though, is it? I know, but it's just made me think, you know, um, young Frankenstein? Yes. Don't it, it, enter under any circumstances. Carey, you're right. What if but, they're screaming? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've also had the pleasure or displeasure of um, working with Rolf Harris. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, which, I've I got to be honest, my experience um, of him, he was at such a genuinely nice guy. Um, he couldn't have been any nicer. Um, and, you know, from, obviously from what I saw of him, there were no young ladies around. I, R- Rolf Harris appeared at my um, summer ball when I was at university. Yeah. And everyone who worked with him said he was a miserable bully. Was oh, said he was really? really, really rude. In fact, oh God, I've just remembered. He asked a, he asked a friend of a friend to give him a blowjob. No. Oh God, I've just remembered. Yes, yes, he did. Oh. Well, I, I've got to be honest. I, I was completely surprised when I heard the news about him. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, 
I say, he he didn't come across that way at all to me. Um, yeah, and I, I I did work with Frankie Howard. Yes, who um, I got a you know he he scared the absolute crap out of me. Um, he, he was coming on like a seventh sense. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. He he was um, I, at the time I was sort of about seventeen or eighteen, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know totally inexperienced yeah. um you know in, in life really in, in in certainly in the way that he was coming on to me and i was just completely out of my depth and oh. you know I, I just virtually ran a mile you know he he was a very very strange character um blimey yeah. did, and, what did you what were you alone in his dressing room then um not quite but um i was i was alone in the theater with him oh, um and it was he was actually it was part of his sort of comeback um tour yeah. he'd just been doing the university yeah we gig. talked about the comeback tour the other night yeah I, I went to see him on that tour yeah um it was sort of around that sort of time so it would have been sort of um late probably early 90s late yeah. 80s yeah um and he he was um you know sort of just starting to to re sort of um you know generate his career um, and he was filming for Channel 4, um, doing a, um, sort of, um, sort of show for, um, you know, sort of, uh, like, uh, an evening with, yeah. you know, at the theatre type thing. Um, and he was, you know, he wanted a, sort of a few days rehearsal, um, booked the theatre, and then decided he wanted an extra day, um, being the Sunday, and me being the sort of 17, 18-year-old sort of, you know, apprentice, I got volunteered to, you know, be the one to open up and just let him in, and um, it was him and his manager, um, who I understand was also his partner. Um, he They had a blazing row, and Frankie decided he was going to go and just carry on anyway. His partner stormed out, so it was just me and Frankie in the theatre. Um, and Frankie then decided that he was going to, you know, sort of um, um, be a bit lewd. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... As I say, as a you know, seventeen, eighteen year old, um, yeah, yeah. I, I was completely out of my depth and never experienced anything like that before, and um, it, it really did scare me. <laughs> I bet it did. I, no, I bet it did, and that's unacceptable behaviour. You know, no one should be made to feel uh, uh, uncomfortable because someone uh, uh, either older or in a position of authority, or both, in this case, um, is you know expressing a sexual interest that is not reciprocated. Yeah, and I think um, he obviously was very um, aware of my, um, un- you know, uncomfortable. He was getting off on it. He, he was, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was, you know, he was playing on the fact that I was um, totally out of my depth, and I've never experienced anything like that before in my life. Very yeah. Good, Nick. Well, um, thankfully, I've never experienced anything like that since. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah, very, 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 very sort of, you know, odd experience at the time. Um, David, listen, I'm going to move on. Thank you very much for sharing that stuff. That's that's it's very personal stuff, and I appreciate that. And that's, that's that is unacceptable. Um, that is unacceptable behaviour. No one should be made to feel uh, uh, uncomfortable because of um, something like that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. But if you call in, you better have a good reason. Um, Chris is now double banned for um climbing up the um stepladder of swear words started on a category b no started on a c i'd say but the fact it was directed at someone we knew that that made it a c star then jumped straight up to the a's i think that's a category b the one he used so casually against someone okay as as you're a woman i can understand it would have bigger impact so i'm going to accept that b going to accept that oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand um if you call in hang on a second yes line one 
Sex offenders. That's what you want to talk about, isn't it? Uh, you've got a fascination and obsession, which is really disguised because you've got a deep-seated admiration for paedophiles. Hang on a minute. Uh, Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. No, 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 Tom. No, your mic's off. You just crossed a line there, buddy. Uh, it was a bit of fun, you shouting sex offenders, sex offenders. It's a bit weird, but it's a bit of fun. But do not come on the show, Tom. Do not come on my radio show and tell me I've got an admiration for paedophiles, right? Don't. Don't. Now, I'm going to raise your microphone, and the first thing you say is going to determine how much longer you're going to get on this phone call, all right? Your, your music is fantastic, but what about the other stuff, Gary? I was trying to be clever. Tom, you ain't clever enough. Let's try this one. Line three, you're on the wireless. Uh, hello. Yep, make it quick. Hello. Well, you said you'd better have a good reason for phoning in, Yes, right? yes. Oh, we've got well, a blooming bat. We've got reason. Barry from Watford impersonator. I'm still Sick. alive. Sick. I'm still alive. Sick. I'm still alive. You are... He's, he's murdered brutally by you his don't. drug addict son, Dave. How dare you? And you phone How up to mock you? the dead. Dis- How dare disgusting. you? Disgusting. It's me, Muppet. Yeah. Is this, a, is this... Now, is this a recording or a real person doing an impersonation? It's pencil neck. It's me. What is the date today? I'm alive. What is the date... What is the date today? Oh, I can't... Oh, sound. Out loud, flipping idiot. Let me have a look at my calendar. Hold on. It could be Get a soundboard. I don't know. No, it's not. It's me. I'm flipping. No, I'm not having that. Um, what was, what was Tom banging on about? Why was Tom trying to be clever? Because I've got respect for paedophiles. Are you insane? Don't come on my show and talk absolute guff like that for crying out loud. Flipping it. What an idiot. What an absolute idiot. Coming, coming on and shouting sex offender. It's weird, but uh, all right, I could see why you were doing it. But then don't come on and spout absolute dangerous tosh like that. If, you, if you're calling up, you better have a good reason, because I'm not in the mood for it. Yes, line one. It's, it's, it's me. I'm alive. You were murdered by your son, Dave, the you drug addict. That up. I didn't make it. I told you that. I uh, told you that. I saw, read it on Twitter. You wrote it. My Dave, all right, is a lunatic. The psychopath is in prison. He assaulted other people. Is but it? not me, not his own flesh and blood. I read it I on... I made you. I read it. I made you. I read it. I, I made read you, it. man, and you make it... Hey, hello? I, hello, can you hear yes. me? I read it on Twitter. Well, you must have made it up because I'm alive. Prove it. Um... Yeah, fair play. That does sound like he's alive. Mm, yeah. Um, well, that's funny, isn't it? Fake, fake news. I just don't know who to believe anymore. I don't know who to believe anymore. Um, I'm not going to give out the phone number because you, all of you are winding me up. Talk radio. No one's listening. It can't be my fault. I've got certificates. Therefore, ipso facto, it has to be you, your fault, right? Don't call in unless you've got something really, really interesting to say. Okay? 
Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Let's just, um, I want you all, dear listener, to have a real long, hard think about how we're going to do the next 58 minutes of radio, okay? This is entirely up to you how we proceed, okay? The listener figures for this show were awful. Now, think about this long and hard over the last 24 hours. It's not my fault. I've got certificates and two statuettes, one in the shape of an old man, one in the shape of a radio. So it's not my fault. So then I was thinking, well, it's not my fault. It's not Catherine's fault. It's not Ed's fault. Whose fault is it? Oh, right, yeah. It's your fault. It's your fault. Speaking specifically to the callers, but also the listeners, it's your fault. It's your fault. Your calls are dull. Yeah, we get loads of them. Who wants loads of boring calls? I'd rather have one good call a month than 30, 35 boring calls a night, which is the way it's been going. So, so, now we've got that sorted, right? I'm going to take calls straight to air for the rest of the night, okay? Do not call in unless you have something good to contribute. And that doesn't mean saying that I love paedophiles. That's not, that's not a good contribution. That's actually libelous, okay? Let's try... Um, yes, line one. Hello, how's it going? I know you don't want to talk to people tonight, but I just thought I'd say here. Uh, I rang in yesterday, and uh, I was a bit high, and I wasn't very good. I just thought I'd say sorry about that. I hope it goes better now. Uh, your certificates sound lovely. I'd like to see them sometime. Ian, Ian, Ian. Hello. I was Hello. just showing you. I was showing you show. Hello. 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 Can, you, can you hear me? Oh my God! It's so good to hear your voice. You're alive. Oh my God! I am alive. God. Who am I speaking I... to? This is Hemo. Hemo. That's me. I'm very much alive. I'm breathing, living, throbbing, big, bald man, and I'm alive. Blood pumping through my veins. And that long streak of wee-wee said I wasn't. Well, I am. What? Don't say that about Ian Lee. He spread it around that I'm dead. He didn't spread it around, he just... You know, it's fake news, isn't it? Fake news. Oh, yeah, that's it. Fake news. Well, let me tell you, Hemo, I'm yes. still here. I'm stark naked. I feel warm. I feel alive. I feel the hairs on my arms sprouting up. You've got the heating turned up. I've got the heating turned up, but there's warm blood coursing through my bones, and I'm alive. Oh, and I'm going to get me some. Uh, get right? you some what? I'm going to get me some loving tonight. And anyone who says I'm... Get a warm flannel. I'm going to get a, 
Well, what are you doing your own <laughs> time? Is your own? An ice pack. An ice pack to hand. And it's very cold. Yeah. Hemo, yeah. hey, you're not helping me. I'm just trying to tell you that I'm alive, mate. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I like the fact that you're alive. It's good. Good news. I was a bit worried. I wondered Thanks, when the man. funeral was, if it was two weeks ago. No, 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 no funeral, because I haven't died, which is traditionally what you do when someone has, you know, stopped breathing and that. If it was but your funeral, what would your song be? Oh, bloody When they, when they take your body wonder, away. That is a wonderful question. Um, oh, just give me, just talk about something I think about what my, my song would be. I'll talk about growing plants. I've been growing some plants lately. Legal ones, nothing, you know, crazy. Just yeah, all right, Hemo, that's enough about that. I've got it. Here it goes. It goes like this. Lee, Go Lee, Lee. The, um, this is how it goes. Here we go. Yeah. This oh, yeah. is a song about Ian Lee. This is a song about Ian Lee, who spoke about the demise of me. I'm not dead yet, I'm not dead, you don't listen to Ian Lee. Listen to the fella on the end of the line, he's very much alive and it's me. I'm not dead, I might be going to bed, but I'm alive, alive. Oh, it's 12.05, I'm still alive. It is, it's me. Ba, ba, ba. Uh, here we go, second verse. Ian is libelous and he's rather bulbous and he's a... Yes, he is. He's a pain in the bottom and I wish that he'd drop dead. Yes, I would. I'm going to bed. I wish he'd drop dead. I'm still alive, do 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 do, it's 12.05, I'm still alive, yes I am, da, da, da. I'm going to make love to my wife, yes I am, I'm still alive, I'm still alive, thank you. Um thought we'd play that's a recording of barry from this time two years ago barry of course passed away earlier on in the year brutally murdered by his son a uh, drug addled mentally unstable son dave and we found that recording during the news and we thought we'd play that it's from two years ago love to margaret yeah much missed tough times um guys don't call in unless you've got something important to say do, do you want to take that call ed and explain nah not after the language. Not after the language. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. But only call in if you've got something to say. Let's try this one. Line one. Hi, my name is James Cribbage. I'm a famous radio consultant. I understand there's some problems with your ratings, Ian. I've uh, conducted some research and I have some suggestions for you. Thank you very much indeed. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to call and say this is sick. Um, okay. Well done. Mm-hmm. Line one. Lazy Kadonkey. Right, let's go through the newspapers, shall we? 
have I written down here? Um, um, oh! No, that's boring, actually. That's boring. Think. Hang on a minute. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> I know what we've got. I know what we've got. We've got this. It really is um, nice to see... Uh, it's nice, isn't it, when one of your colleagues is rude about a woman who's just died? Isn't it nice? Isn't it nice when a colleague of yours is rude about a young woman who's just died? Well done, everybody. High fives, everybody. Great work for sending that tweet out. Well done. You must be really, really proud of yourself. Now, this has been the big story that's gripped everybody this week. Do you put the tomato ketchup in the fridge oh, or do this. you put it in the cupboard? Of course, the answer, as we know, is it's on the back is you keep it in the cupboard Cupboards. until you open it and then you put it in the fridge. Oh, I leave it in the it's cupboard. It's written on the back of the pack. Um, but now, um, here are the questions. Okay, it's a list of foods. <laughs> it's in the mirror. And you have to tell me whether they go in or out. All right. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Bread. Out. Yeah, obviously. That's a stupid one. In a bread bin, ideally. Yeah. A bread bin? I have got a bread bin, but I think that it's um, actually like a fermentation yeah. zone because it's yeah. wooden. And and I noticed that on the occasions where I've got too much bread and I have to leave it on the top for a bit, yes. that bread lasts a bit longer. Put it in the bread bin, the wooden bread bin, I think it gets a bit warm, a little bit, I, I'm, I'm mouldier faster. It does. It, the Do I need bit... a tin bread bin? Because my gran had a tin one. No, no. Well, our, well ours is wooden. And ours has got the lid at the top, so you take the lid off. But then we put so much stuff in it, you have to squeeze it down, mm. so you squeeze all the bread. Oh, no, mine's got a flap. I used to like the ones that... Yeah. I like those. Um, but, no, I do think the bread... Well, also, the lid of ours is a thick bit of wood, so you can use it as a block, chopping block. Oh, handy. No, but we never do. Um, but, yeah, the bread bin has got to be the greatest... Con- no, I wouldn't put a tin in, because you need some air in there, don't you? No, but you used to get a tin bread bin. Remember, there's like... The, if you go to, like... Your grand's, and she'll have one that's got like some barley corns on it, but it's a tin. Oh, yeah. Grack, grack. Grack, grack. You might think keeping bread in the fridge will make it last longer. No. No, I wouldn't think that. Why do you want cold bread, you weirdo? The cold temperature forces starch in it to boil down. Come on, in or out? Oh, my favourite, and I can eat this by the spoonful. I can slurp this bad boy up like nobody's business. Custard. Mint sauce. Oh, you you reminded me. We'll come to that in a minute. I um, went for... I, got up, I didn't get up till four o'clock, and then I went to the local burger joint. Um, it's like a Jenny's, but it's not a Jenny's. And I had burger and chips. And I thought, On a plate? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I thought, yeah, oh, it's proper, like, yeah. plastic plate. It's a 70s plate. So I went, right. I look at the desserts. I thought, right, I'm going to have my favourite dessert that was my dad's favourite dessert. Spotted dick? No, no, no. Well, his favourite dessert was a brown derby. What's that? It's a donut with with ice cream on top and chocolate sauce. Is that a thing? Yeah, 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 brown derby. But um, his second favourite, and this is mine, right, and my sister will know exactly what I'm about to say, right? I know she's listening. Hot apple pie Mm. with hot custard Mm. with ice cream on the top. You've done this before in front of me and I find it odd. And also, and every time I've done it, I've done it in front of you, in front of Watco, and I did it today. And every time, the the serving staff have gone, sorry? I said, I want a hot apple pie with hot custard and ice cream. And they went, um, I don't know if we do that. I said, let's have a look at the menu. You've got apple pie, yeah? Yeah. It says here, custard, 
is a pound extra, yeah? I went, yeah, I went, I'll have that custard. Then it says there that ice cream is a pound extra. Yeah, I went, I'll have that ice cream in that order. And he went, oh, I'll go and check. Don't go no. and check. Make it. It is brilliant. It's the best pudding. What's the thing? In the world. What What's do you the mean? thing about it? Well, you, you've got different temperatures, which you don't get very often in, I in foods. Like, like, I like the hot cold thing. I'm not a big ice cream per You know I don't like ice cream, really. I can't be bothered with it because I eat too fast and I think i got yeah. headaches yes. experience. But I do like cold yeah. on hot. Yeah, I like that's that. it. And the ice cream, it melts a bit. So you've so you got like a... I mean, the, the, the creme de la creme, literally, would be then to put cream all over the top oh, of it. Gosh. But that's, that's, that's by the by. Wow. Um, but, so the ice cream melts a bit, but not a lot. So you get this nice kind of like runny ice cream. But then you, on the top, you've got, you've got solid ice cream and then you've got solid pie. Beautiful. It is wonderful. It is the best thing. And every time you ask, I go, what? I'll have to go and check. Don't check. Improvise. If you're in America, they just serve it up. Yeah, of course they would. Want. It is the best. The best. Um, yes, line one, you better be good. Yeah, fair play. That was actually pretty good. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. So the mint sauce thing. Here we go. I mean, just, just, I've just, we're on the mirror and it's got the voice of the mirror, which is like, which I never read. It's a little thing where they have their say. Um, there's a nice little thing here. Look at this. Steptoe writer Alan Simpson and it girl Tara Palmer Tompkinson were worlds apart, but both Brighton Britain. Simpson deliberately so, and Palmer Tompkinson occasionally unintentionally, yet both left their mark and will be mourned by many who warm to their creative spirits. What a nice little thing. Then you get people, my colleagues, sending out mean tweets about it. I just think, oh, for God's sakes, man. You know who was nice about, surprisingly nice about um, Tara? Yeah. That woman. Oh, really? Yeah. Well. Mint sauce, in or out? Um, out then in, when yeah, it's opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, that, with sauces like apple and mint, it's best to keep them chilled. Philippa, who's Philippa? Um, who's, who's Philippa? Doesn't, Philippa is not She's mentioned. She just jumped into this story. Hang on, let me read the introduction. It was the opinion that split the nation like Marmite. Should ketchup be kept in the fridge or in the cupboard? And as the store... Smart. Clearing things up, microbiologist Dr. Peter Barrett said ketchup is best. Who's, who's Philippa? Do they mean Peter? They said Philippa. <laughs> <laughs> they can't just put a random... Where has that come from? All right, OK. Um, these are obvious. Syrup. Syrup? Yeah. Out. Yeah, of course you'd... Why would you Keep put fr- syrup in... Love syrup. Love a tin of golden syrup. I love it when you're looking in the... Oh, there's a tin of golden syrup. Mm-hmm. Have that. Whoa, let's have that. Get You get a teaspoon, prize it no, open. No, 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 Oh, go. They do it in a squeezy these days. Oh, I, I wouldn't Even want that. Even better. I wouldn't no, want that. No, if you're going to be measuring out teaspoonfuls, have you tr- oh. I don't want to measure... I'm not doing it because I'm going to cake. I, I want to I want to gobber... Well, I do cake. I, I don't do cake. Yeah, you get the tin, you prize it open like it's a tin of paint. Yeah. You put the spoon in, mm. get it, pick it up. Oh, just a one. Oh, I'll have another. Go on, get in there. Go on, go on. Oh, by the third, you're thinking, do you know what? Where's the bread? I'm going to make a syrup sandwich. <laughs> syrup sandwich. Yeah. Sugar butter. Used to love a syrup sandwich. Oh, used to love a syrup sandwich. Where's the bread? Can I get myself a syrup sandwich? Oh, it's gone mouldy in the bread bin. Oh, well, pick it off. 
Oh, okay. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. But only call in if you're going to be good. Call straight to air. Pickle. Pickle. Yeah, as in Branston. Oh, in. Out. No. According to Philippa, we don't know who Philippa, who Philippa is. I don't respect her authority. I don't know who she is. Where she qualified? Philippa is not mentioned at any part. In she gets anyway. All right. They've obviously missed a bit out of the, of the story. It's been edited. Branston recommends keeping pickle chilled, but there's no need. Philippa says pickles and chutneys are used to preserve vegetables. Branston uses sugar as a preservative and a certain amount of vinegar, and the combination stops micro. Or you ever made jam? No, I've thought about it. Then I thought, ah, oh, it's too much faffing about. It's hard work, right? I made, um, I think maybe loganberry jam. Oh, what's a loganberry? I don't know, but that's why I went. Out. Or maybe it was gooseberries. Ah. Um, and I made the jam. I thought I'd make jam. Nothing to do. And um, you've got to cook the the jars to get rid of all the bacteria. Right. You've got to cook the jars. And I don't think I cooked the jars properly. So I made all these jars, about six jars of Loganbury jam. And uh, it went mouldy. Like, within two weeks, it went mouldy. Because of the jars? I think because of the jars, the bacteria... Or maybe I hadn't put enough sugar in. I don't know. Let's, let's see if Lime 1 knows. Lime 1, why did my jam go mouldy? Uh, you probably didn't spread it on the door enough. I didn't spread it on the door enough? Yeah, that's what you've got to do with jam. I'm going to spread my fist on your face in a minute. How's about that? Oh, uh, that's understandable. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh, man. Only call in if you've got something to say. Yes. Good, good evening. Good evening, Kath. Hi. Um, I don't know whether this would meet with Leslie's approval, but an excellent suggestion for a sandwich, which I've heard and tried, is, is two pieces of bread, sugar and cinnamon. It, it, it's simple but delicious. That's some kind of pervert. It does actually sound all right. I know, I will try it. It does sound all right. Sure, but... the, well, I remember someone recommended... Um, Cheese on toast, but you microwave. Yes, it. That I, worked, I did that for yeah, a while. I did that works. So you make you, you get your toast, you, you butter you, it, butter it, put cut your cheese on it, and then put it in the microwave for twenty seconds. Jeez, that works. The best thing I haven't had this for years. Um, I went out for a while with a girl who spent a, a semester in Memphis, I think, and um, fried cheese sandwiches. Oh, flipping it! Right. Yeah, oh. yeah. So you get. I thought it was grilled. No, no, mate. No, 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 no. So you make a cheese sandwich. Yeah. And then you put butter on the outside. So you got a cheese sandwich. Yeah, I got yeah. And you get a fryer, frying pan. Put, fill the oil quite thick, and you you fry one side, flip it over, done, fly the other. I've done it without the oil. I've done that. Do it with the oil, mate. So it's. Oh ooh, god, mate! It sounds yeah. like hard to tackle yeah, toast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Well, Elvis country, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, line one. <laughs> Yes, line two. Have you tried being absolute eighties? Pesto. Oh, I can't eat that. 
Why? What's wrong? Oh, it goes right through me. I can't. Does it? Mm. Give you the scripts? I only discovered it at someone's wedding. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was terribly embarrassing. I remember the first time I ever had pesto. Mm. We went to um, I went to stay with my friend Simon, and we stayed at his his really posh friends, and they cooked pasta, and they had this thing. We must try this. Must try this sauce pesto. I said I don't know. Oh, oh. And so I uh, and I was the first one. Never be the first one around a group of experienced. It's like uh, never be the first one in a group of experienced people to do something in front of them. Mm-hmm. So I got this. I didn't know what. To, so I got this tiny little bit of pesto out, and, and the woman next to me, no, 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 do it like this. And she goes, it blew my mind. Well, it would blow my uh... yeah, Uranus. It was a really small wedding as well, and I was like in a cloud of green all night. <laughs> when it terrible. comes when it comes to shop bought jars, it can be kept in the cupboard if unopened. But Philippa adds, Philippa, if I missed something, no, the first reference to Philippa is mint sauce, and there's not a reference before. <laughs> mint sauce, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. I'm going to email Emma Pietras at mirror.co.uk. She's been brutally subbed there. And someone's taken an important paragraph Yeah, out. someone has. Um, it says here, it depends. <laughs> That's your answer, it depends. You can't have it depends as an answer. No. That means out, using no. your initiative. Surely no, that's completely no, counterintuitive. No. Um, mm, yes, line three. How about the top ten at ten or a mystery noise competition? Okay, I'm not answering any more calls from him. Um... Oh, there's a brilliant... Oh, the front page of the Express. This is brilliant. Madness! Oh. There's a picture. Look at that. That old old train guy. What does oh, it say? Yeah. What does it say next Madness. to him? Madness. Ope. O-O-A-P. Who wine station clock is, quote marks, banned in row over migrants. What's he said? Is what I'm wondering. Has he said something or is he a migrant? OAP, who wine station clock is banned in row over migrants. It's on the front page. You've got to go to page five to get the story. But even if I didn't buy the paper and I saw that folded up outside the Esso garage, I think, flipping heck. Flipping migrants have banned this old boy. He's got a train hat on. He looks he, like a nice fella. He looks like a nice fella. He's ba- banned in row over mi- What the hell is going on? Migrants coming over here and doing his job. What is it? Let's go and read it. The man who helped save the iconic railway clock from the classic film Brief Encounter oh. has been banned from the station where it hangs because of a row over alleged racist remarks. Okay. He's a racist. Allegedly. It then got a retired train driver, Jim Walker, 71, helped track down and reinstall the iconic clock at Carnforth Railway Station. Anyway, it goes on to say... Um, when a station visitor overheard Mr Walker's private conversation... Oh. About reports of Syrian men posing as child refugees. So it's not. So migrants haven't actually done anything. No. So migrants ha- are nothing to do with this story, right? No migrant has said, oh, I do not want him to be gla- French migrants. They, the, the, no migrant has said, he has got to stop that and give me a council house. Nothing like that. Also, have you noticed the little inclusion of private conversation? Like yeah. the person who dubbed him in was doing yeah. something wrong. A private conversation about reports of Syrian men posing as child refugees to enter the UK. He reported him for alleged racist behaviour. Mr Walker, who was not spoken to over the claims, was sent a solicitor's letter banning him from parts of the station. Gosh. He said, 
I've no regrets. I'd say it all over again because we must all stand oh. up for free speech. So he did say what he's being accused of saying. Yeah. It's democracy to have the right to speak your mind. If anything, they should be apologising to me. I've been tried and convicted of racism in my absence. Where's the justice? People around here are all for me. I've had them stop me in, in the street and say they're shocked at the way I've been treated. People in this country used to speak their mind. Now they're all too frightened to. That's the problem! They're You're not, not all too frightened to. <laughs> this guy to one side, all you horrible racists and alt-rights and you kippers and you're all hot, you're, you're all speaking your mind too much, you massive racists. They had that, um, Jack Buckbeasy on Channel 4 News. He's the guy who stands for it's not Britain first, it's something like that. He stood um, in the constituency where Joe Cox was murdered. That guy, right? He was on Channel 4 looking like a smug little PR1CK um, and spouting the most racist, vile claptrap. Uh, and Krishnan Guru Murthy tore him apart. Liberty GB. That's it. Did they, all these... Ra- and that... Um, Richard... Not Richard Spendlove, although... No, that Richard Spencer, posting cartoons about concentration yeah. camps. And all the while saying people can't say what they should. You're all saying it too much. You shouldn't be posting things about concentration camps, you massive Nazi. You're Nazis. Not saying this guy is at all. This guy to one side. But the whole thing, you can't say what you want to... You, you're you saying it! <laughs> you absolute racist! You've got a white supremacist who's second in command in America. You've won, racists! Mr Walker had been discussing a newspaper story about the suggestion that several child migrants coming to Britain looked like they were adults. He told fellow volunteers he agreed with that some... That was the newspaper thing that was held up as being inaccurate because it was well, taking pictures of some people who were not yeah. refugees, weren't they? He told fellow volunteers he agreed with some commentators' claims that the Syrian teenagers bore no similarity to the genuine Jewish child refugees sheltered by Britain in the Second World War. But his remarks were overheard by a male visitor, and a fortnight later, unaware an investigation by the Carnforth Station Trust had secretly been launched and concluded... He was sent a legal letter banning him from the station. The clock has gone unwound. Thing is, we don't know what he said. No. We don't know what that guy overheard. That's the thing. We've got his side of it. We don't know what the guy heard. Despite no one hearing from Mr Walker, the letter said, it's clear the visitor's version of events was a true picture of what went on. It cited loud offensive remarks and inflammatory and highly abusive language. Wow. A visitor complained about insulting and racist comments. He said that if action wasn't taken, he'd report the matter as a hate crime to the police. Yes, line one. Oh, I don't want crap bits of audio played down the phone that we can't hear, guys. Come on, focus. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk... Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. But only call in if you've got something to say. I don't want crap bits of audio played down the phone because we can't hear them. You've never got it right. That's one of the reasons we stopped doing um, straight to air on a Friday night because you'd just phone up playing songs down the radio and I'd go, well, we can't hear it, but nice try. Or you'd have it on speakerphone. And so if I said anything, it would automatically mute what you were playing. So don't. 
You, you guys, you haven't got the te- if I if I were to do it, I'd do it properly, right? You guys haven't got the technological know-how to. If Ed were to do it, it'd be brilliant. It'll be mixed. It'll be in stereo. It'll be everything. You guys haven't got a clue, right? You can barely operate um, phones, let alone a tape player at the same time or an MP3. You can't do it, so don't. You're not up to the challenge, okay? In fact, you know what? I don't want anyone phoning in for the last half an hour. If you phone in, you'll get dealt with. Uh, in an appropriate manner, okay? I don't want anyone phoning in between now and the two mics, because I've just can't... I... It's so annoying! Listening to the dross you lot phone in about. <laughs> the thing is, we've, we've been quite tolerant up to this point, but tonight we're taking names, aren't we? Well, yes. Um, hmm. Let's have a little look at the babies. Why have I written page six of the sun? I can't. And I've, well, it looks like Roland paint. But that's not. That Round the, paint? No. Is so it? this is the. So, hang on, have I got the right paper? Yes, because nine, page nine is the emoji story. Um, page, that's page six. Icy blast. Um, not certainly not that story, not that story. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's on page seven. Oh, what you like? I'm an utter prune. Such a That's ditz. what I like. A Romeo has been ordered to pay. This is now. This is proper romance, okay? But we've got Valentine's Day coming up. Oh, I've got uh, my youngest bought a card. And it's in my bag. I must give it to him when I see him tomorrow. Romance is in the air. Do anything special for Valentine's Day? Oh, it works. Okay. What day What day is it then? It's like a Tuesday. No, what, I mean, what number? 14th. Is it? Mm. Um, okay, well, we'll do a, a romance show. <laughs> <laughs> a Romeo has been ordered to pay £600 after painting a birthday message to his girlfriend in three-foot letters on the road. That is brilliant. Nothing I wa- says I love you like graffiti. I wonder if he was drunk at the time. Well, it sounds like he'd thought about it. He went and got the paint. And- David Dallimore, 28, <laughs> tried to impress 27-year-old Zoe Miller by daubing Happy Birthday Zoe M from Die X. Officials... <laughs> <laughs> I think this is brilliant. I want more people to do this. Not in my street, obviously, but I want more people to do this, to go out and make public displays of affection like that. You know, graffiti and, you know, you don't really get messed. Gra- gra- but there was that M. Khan is gay on the um, M1, wasn't there, for ages? Yeah, there was one as well somewhere. Give Pisa Chances. Look, give, give Pisa Chances still there. I like that one. Um, There was one about, I remember sort of being on the A40 about someone being bent. Yes. That's not really affection. Is Around it? the wall, where we, where I used, to, where I grew up, uh, on the Britwell Estate, on the wall for years and years and years, it had in big letters the number for the gay switchboard. Gosh, gay switchboard. Was well, help like line? a helpline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. that's, I, well, that's helpful. That's. I was great, but I mean, you know, it's a seven-year-old. Mum, what's that? Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing. Um, officials spent two hundred and twenty pounds cleaning up outside the couple's home. They live together. Oh, you could have just told her. Yeah. Dallymore was charged with marking the highway 
after failing to pay a £75 fixed penalty. So it was only £75 to start with. That's almost worth it, isn't it? That is, that's cheaper than... I think she'd rather have the money. It's cheaper than a balloon flight or something. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to take this, okay? This is a, this is a, this is a breakthrough moment in this show's history, okay? This is, this is um, like those fi- fighting fantasy books. We're either going to go one, we're going to go left, or we're going to go right. We're going to go to page six or page 221. Line one, you're on the air. You've been obnoxious to me now. No, you're on the air. Is there something you'd like to say? No, uh, I, I'd just like to say about um, uh, um, technology. No, 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 no. Is there something you would like to say about your behaviour earlier? Otherwise, we go to page six. I'd rather no. go to page 221. You've been... Uh, what's your name, please? My name is Ian Lee. You're on the radio. Uh, I'm not speaking to you on Lee. On, online, uh, my, on, on air. Language, dude! Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Ian. What uh, would I... you like to say, Chris? Think very carefully. Um, what what I was going to say? You're talking about technology. No, and, no, no. I'm giving. What well, I'm I'm se- I'm teeing you up to apologise for calling my guest a B and telling me to f off. I'm I'm teeing you yeah. up for that, Chris. Okay, okay. I no. I I just thought she was very. Um, what's the word? Don't, I'm Chris, for? Chris, don't look for the word. The word you're looking for, mate. Is sorry. I'm being serious, Chris. Right? You called my guest a bit. I will shout at me, please, Uh, Chris. Then listen. You called my guest. Listen. Right. Go on. Listen. You called my guest a b. You told me to f off. Right. You. you better apologise now. Otherwise, this is the last time you come on this show. I apologise then. I apologise. Well, I don't hear the apologising word. Um, what do you want me to say then? Sorry! I, I want you no, to say I, sorry! It's really easy! Say I'm really sorry no, for calling your guest I, a B and telling you to F off! I, I just thought he was a little bit brown-nosing to her. So, Chris! Chris! So you've just done the same thing again. You think that's acceptable. Do you know what, Chris, mate? I'm really sorry. I actually, I don't want you calling. I've just given you the opportunity oh, to... say that. No, I don't please. want... I, no, I'm saying it, Chris. I don't want you calling, mate. I've just given you the opportunity to apologise when for, for those two of those those two offences, most people wouldn't get a second look in. But I'm be, I'm feeling generous, and I've given you a second look in. No, th- and no, you can't it, do it. Could, you can't do you it. Have, you you have people who, who sort of down down on the 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 sort of and I just thought she was like a, a middle class. Um, Chris, I don't want you calling my show anymore. I mean it now. I've given you the chance to say sorry, and you wouldn't let it lie. So I, honestly, mate, I don't want you calling anymore. Okay. I will. Well, I won't answer the call, and you'll just keep ringing. So that's uh, that's unfair, Ian. No, it's not unfair, mate. It's not a democracy, buddy. It's my show, and you, you, you being rude about my guests is unfair. You call him my guest a B and telling me to F off, that's unfair, mate. I'm I not being rude about your guests. You called her a B, and you told me to F off, Chris. 
All right, I'm sorry. That's unacceptable behaviour, okay? All right, I'm sorry. I'd like to listen to your show. You can listen, you can listen, but you're not welcome to call <laughs> in. Oh, why is that then? Come on, Actually, give me a chance do, again, do, do me to tell you why, Chris? Oh, or did I just tell you about six times? Well, no, because, uh, okay, I, I might not ring you ag again for weeks and weeks No, and weeks forever! And weeks. Forever! I don't want you no, ringing! I didn't say that! That's like uh, um, shooting you down in flames. Well, you calling my guest a B and telling me to F off and then not mm. thinking for a second that either of those things were unacceptable, thinking they're okay, um, I don't want people like that calling in. All right, I'm sorry. I can't. All right, I'm sorry. Well, what, I'm now sorry. what are you saying sorry for? Um, because... I'd li like to be able to call the show now and again. Right, well, why don't you apologise for calling my guest a B? What, the, the woman you were speaking to earlier? Hello? Yeah, the the woman you called a B. You know what the, the word I mean when I say B? Yeah, don't, 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 don't go no, where you're going. Can, can, can I speak to you properly then, Ian? Right, you speak, when you have guests on your programme... He's doing it again. You speak to them as if Just, just, yeah, treat them yeah. with respect, mate, d d like yeah. you should do. Just say sorry for calling yeah, her a bee. Yes, I do. Honestly, I do. Honestly, I do. Say it then. And when, when, no, 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 no. Will you please let me? Will you please say no, sorry no, 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 no. for calling my guest no. a B? That was completely unacceptable. Okay, that, that was wrong. Okay, okay. You you have guests on the show. He's yes, I appreciate it. that, and I listen. I I I listen to your show. Actually, I do. Actually, do. I listen to your show, and I, I like to listen to your show. I, uh, honestly, I do. And then, uh, when you have callers, you treat us as if we like imbeciles. I'm sorry, mate, you do? Mate, you, you, that's you because, bloody do. That's because you are, mate. Now, are you going to apologise for calling... No, I'm not. ...for calling a female guest a bee? No, are you going to no, apologise? Because that's unacceptable, mate. No, you, you, I, I heard all the, the few callers you have come on. Chris, here. Chris, will you apologise for calling my female guest a bee? Yes, I do. Go on then, apologise. I, I do apologise. No, there's one word you're not saying, mate. That word is sorry. You've not said sorry. So why don't you say it? Right, I'm sorry. For what? Uh, don't, uh, stop it making me feel like as if I'd done something wrong. Mate, you've please. done something wrong. You called my guest a bee and you told me to F off. Why can't you see that's unacceptable? Oh. <sighs> Ian, please. No, uh, I... Because I, I, I just thought he was a, 
You thought she was a bitch. That's what you called her. No, I d- uh, no. Will you stop? Uh, will, uh, will I stop quoting you? Will I stop quoting you? Yeah, of course I will. But that's what you called her, mate, and that's unacceptable. Uh, well, uh, will you stop going through that? No, please? I won't, because that's unacceptable. You cannot, you cannot yes, call women that. that, and you cannot certainly yes. call my guests uh, no, that. No, no, no. I, d- I know that. Then why did you do it? I, d- I just thought she was a little bit of a. A little bit, um... Of a bitch. You thought she was a bitch. No, 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 see, you put in words in... No, I'm not, mate. That's what you said, Chris. Yes, previously, yes. I'm not saying it now. Right, well, can you apologise for saying that? I am saying... I have apologised. You've not said sorry! An apology (laughs) involves the word sorry! (laughs) Will you stop shouting, please? Chris, it ain't working, mate. Honestly, it ain't working. I, I tell you what. No, Chris, it's, you... Chris, it's not working, mate. An apology involves I, the word no, sorry. Honestly, I, 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 honestly, I apologise. You... Honestly, say I the word I, sorry. Will you, will you stop shouting. Please? No, Chris, will you stop calling? Because honestly, mate, I'm not, I'm not interested. Seriously, it's not working, buddy. You don't have a, a right it's to. It's not about me calling. Yeah, it, 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 it is. It is now. I don't want you calling. Well, I'll call. I'll call you up. Yeah, and you won't come on. Up. You won't come on. You just waste your money. I've well, given you I the just, chance to I, say I, sorry I just, you have... for your misogynistic attitude towards one of my guests, and you uh, can't say sorry. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it's not about the misogynistic uh, uh, winding up one of your guests. Chris, no, uh, just uh, say don't sorry. Try and, uh, don't try and use words at me, please. Don't try and use words at you. What does that even mean? Uh, because you, you try and throw me up in words, I can throw you up in words as well. No, you I... can't, mate. You can't even f- throw yourself up in words. You called a guest of mine a bitch. That's unacceptable. Are you going to say sorry or yes. not? I, I said I'm sorry. Yeah, well done. Uh, you want? Uh, I've told you that. No, previously. you haven't. You haven't said the word sorry, yes, mate. I bloody have, Chris. I don't think you listen to yourself. You have not said the word sorry until I just have. then, mate. You haven't. Yeah. Yes, I bloody have. Will you stop swearing, Chris? <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I have said sorry. I okay, do now will you say sorry for telling me to F off? I thought I said that off air. I didn't realise uh, I was on air. Oh, so it would have been acceptable to say it to me off air? Oh, de- most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Why would it be acceptable to tell me to F off off air? Um... Oh, come on. Stop giving me a hard time, please. Stop telling me to F off! I, I didn't mean to. Chris, honestly, mate, I just don't think we're... Th- I don't think it's working. Ian? Why don't you try calling James Whale? I used to listen to him about... Uh, Brilliant. You can listen was... to him Mondays to Thursdays, 7... You can listen to him... You can listen to him Mondays to Thursdays... I used to listen to him You can listen to him Mondays to Thursdays, 7 till 10. Why don't you try that? I used that? to listen to him when he... You can listen to him Mondays to Thursdays, 7 till 10. <laughs> See, you don't like it, too, when, when I say something like that. I used to listen to Good him job. when you was in my... Uh, you know, can you remember... Uh, um, I'm Chris, I'm not interested in having a conversation with you tonight, mate. Seriously. Oh, thank you, Ian. 
I don't. Uh, I, I don't mean to have an argument with you. Well, then don't call no, my I guests don't. bitches and don't tell me to f off. How's about that? No, I. I did apologise. I'm sorry. Thank you very much, Chris. Good night. All right. Good night, Ian. Hey, yes. Hello, young man. Yes, line three. Hey, is this morons' night tonight? It, it, well, yes, Dennis. It's been a bloody moron. Hello, young man. Yes, line three. You're trying to find the, the biggest moron in the world. I think I may well, have just found him. Apologies for the um, language, by the way, in that call. The, 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 we did some debate others whether the B word is B or C. I shouldn't have said it, and I apologise. That was unnecessary on my part, but I was angry. Yes, line one. Uh, my next song is called Clunky Gear Change. I'd like to dedicate it to Chris. I've sailed an ocean. I've sailed an ocean. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello, weary yes. traveller. You've turned to page six. <laughs> You've just finished the call with Chris. <laughs> in front of you is Catherine. <laughs> You're in a studio. You're feeling tired. Yes. Stressed. Yes. Ag- aggravated. Nauseous. Nauseous. Yes. In your drawer, you have a weapon which you sneaked into the office <laughs> last week. <laughs> Below your wrist is a list. Of potential targets. <laughs> you look out of the window. It's time to make your next move. I'm gonna shoot Kath and jump out the window. <laughs> you shoot Kath through the head. Oh. Yeah. Luckily, the talk radio staff have placed a bulletproof glass between your desks. The bullet ricochets. Oh goes past your ear and takes the talk sport crew out. Have Ian, I, have Ian I won? we need your help in here. <laughs> the talk sport staff run through. Arsene Wang has given a serious interview in the day and you need to come and, and, and feed feed the audience. Um everyone is staring at you. you Catherine missed... is crying. No, no, you've missed a bit out. Where I reap my revenge. Ah. <laughs> I don't realise I'm Catherine, trained as an assassin. What is your move? I shatter the glass, leap across the desk, and snap his neck. <laughs> so, you two having a stressful night there, are you? No. Yeah, a little bit. I'm fine. There we go. Look at this. Look at this. Look at these, these tweets. I think these might be from Emma, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Ian, I would love you to try and spread your fist on my face, you see. <laughs> Dumbass lefty snowflake talking bee like you know what yo are talking about. <laughs> if you talk to me like you did to Chris, I would knock you the F out. That's from Ooh. Jim Rat Matt B. Except it's not, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's nice to know she's still about. Oh, see, see, what happened in, in the past, Ian, you had a really lovely community and used to have special yeah. little VIP lists and people used to phone up and well, used to put on... I remember you used to put on plays over the radio. Yeah, we did, yeah. we'd yeah. audition for the parts. Yeah, 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 it was fun. And not, not being nasty to the average caller, but you can tell most of the time when someone phones up by the tone of their voice what they're going to be like. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and it, yeah, it must it must well it must do your head in in, in plain English to be honest with you. It, it, it does, it does, and t- but tonight has been um, guys for the people who genuinely think I'm blaming the low listener figures on the callers. <laughs> loads of people on Twitter, thank you, caller. Loads of people on Twitter are taking it seriously. You can't you can't blame it on the. Oh, for heaven's sake. God's sakes, guys. It's a little bit of theatre. Uh, the last ten seconds of the night goes to line one. Hello? Yeah, you're on the air. You've got ten seconds. All right, mate. Sorry, mate. Yeah, listen. Uh, you, 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 you presenter is currently on the radio now. Why is he acting such a prick? Uh, <laughs> 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 on that bombshell. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk radio. For those about to talk, we salute you.